He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. So I'm running again, and you may have noticed a lot of people are focused on my age. Well, I get it, believe me. I know better than anyone. But there's something else I know. When I came to office, and this nation was flat on its back, I knew what to do. I vaccinated the nation and rebuilt the economy. <laughs> All right. Happy Tuesday, folks. I'm Drew Berkowitz. This is my show. That was Joe Biden telling one of his fabled tales. And he did, in fairness, if we're being, if we're being real with each other, he did vaccinate America. Now, he departed from the Constitution, used organizations and regulations to do it, to force people to get vaccinated, to force people to turn on family members, colleagues, neighbors, all of that. All of those things happened. But I love that he said we were on our back. Things were going outside of COVID. Things were going pretty damn swimmingly, and we we're even starting to see some uptick in the economy with that. But he, he talks about this. He shares this lie all the time. You have KJP share this lie all the time. Every, everyone in there, Janet Yellen, everyone just wait and see. Or it's going good. Don't worry. It's going good. You just don't see it. You won't, you'll see it later. But when he took office, inflation was 1.4%. Gas was under $2.40 a gallon today. Inflation, 3.7%. little higher. little higher than it was. And I'm being facetious, of course. It's significantly higher. Gas, three eighty-four a gallon on average. Higher in some spots, of course. What did you say it was in California the other day, Tom? Six forty-nine. Six forty-nine. When when Tom's gorgeous and, and kind wife got some gas there. Uh, that's not very kind to to the folks of California to to be paying those prices. And obviously, there's some places who are who are lower. But you get the the concept of averages. Everything was was good and or great in some scenarios. Now, everything horrible. Again, highest, highest gas prices in the history of the United States of America happened under this administration. They, they remain high now. 40-year high in inflation. Inflation continues to be a massive issue here. We, we would be in a recession multiple times over if they hadn't changed the definition of what a recession is. But maybe it makes more sense, him saying how things are going well, if you hear comments kind of like this one here. Take a listen. Let's be clear, Kamala came in office determined to transform how the economy works. Change the way it literally functions. Maybe that's it. Mm. Maybe that's it. He's, they're, they're changing how it works, you guys, which is what they do. They are changing things, 100%. There's a massive overall happening in this country, in all of our systems, in all of our, all of our organizations, our, our ways of doing business. And, and they absolutely are changing how the economy works. So maybe that's what he's referring to when he says, we've got this thing on track. America was on its back again. It wasn't, reminder. But you, 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 you kind of see through things here with, with comments like that, because that, that is, in fact, what they're trying to do. They're trying to change not just the economy, but, but damn near everything on a cultural level, a financial level, a security level, you name it, a populist level and what our population looks like all of it it's all under attack yeah he definitely wants to change the way the economy works because he wants a more fascistic form of communism it, what we're going through right now is we're moving away from capitalism 
But we're moving into what the Chinese have, where it's sort of this fake capitalism, where you've got the government and businesses working together. And that's what he's talking about. It all has to do with the fundamental transformation of the United States, which Barack and his husband famously said back in 2007. Yeah. No. Uh that's that's that that is that is true. Brock and his husband. Um, <laughs> Got to show this clip too. Yesterday from from yesterday because when he's when he's gone, meaning he's no longer in office. I, I gotta admit, there are some moments that I'm gonna kind of miss. We need him out of office. My biggest thing has always been, and it remains true today. I, I don't wish the worst for him, even though he's an awful person. I just don't want him to be our president. But I'll miss scenes like this when he's gone, if I'm, if I'm being real with you. So today I'm pleased to announce we're working with Congress to invest $40 billion in our Pacific Islands Infrastructure Initiative. We call it the PI, anyways, it doesn't matter what we call it, but that's what it is. <laughs> I was going to get back to acronyms, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand You can't handle that. acronyms, Joe. That's, that's, that's above where you are now at this stage in life. Uh, but I love I, my favorite things is is obviously some of the times where he he tries to put a sentence together and literally is making up words and just stringing together sounds. But I also love it when he does that and he gives up mid sentence. Ah, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But even before he gave up, it was like he was a kid reading a report at school. Just you know, and today we're going like he's just droning on. Yeah, and it's. Okay, we, we clearly you can't read a prompter, so they're going to put a book in front of you. But at least if you're going to read, can you put some energy behind it and not be boring? It would be nice. It would be nice. Uh, okay, coming up on the show today, guys, we got a lot to get to. I, I, I can't even tell you all the stuff we're going to get to because it would just be me reading a list of things. But we are going to talk about Peter Ducey and KJP and the border, more over the border, uh, where AOC was called out by CBS, which was kind of interesting. We'll talk about that. You have, you have Trump who's saying if he wins, that he's going to investigate the mainstream media, start launching an investigation into them. We'll talk about that. We've got the White House who opened their gun prevention office. We were going to get into this yesterday and couldn't. Again, patience. Uh, thanks for your patience uh, from yesterday. We just had some stuff we had to handle here, uh, but we're glad to be back with you today. So we've got that. We've got some sports stuff later. We've got all sorts of stuff. Honestly, I, I, it would take forever to read, and, and there's some of it that I don't remember. So we're just going to learn together as we get there. But real quick before we get into all that, guys, please take care of your savings. We just were talking about how they're trying to change the economy. He said it himself. It's not us saying it. It's, those are Joe's words, not mine. And with all these changes, your hard-earned savings are in jeopardy. IRA, 401k. TSP, whatever it might be, your, your savings are in jeopardy. So please be smart. There's a smart legal way to opt out of everything that's happening in our economy, particularly the digital dollar that they're rolling out and have been rolling out since July. And you can do it all with one straightforward and entirely legal tax loophole. All you have to do is contact my friends at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide. Learn how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar and volatile markets with gold and silver IRAs. All you have to do is call 833, the number two, USA Gold. That's 833-287-2465. You can see it on the screen. You can also visit Protect from Biden, where you can fill out a very simple, quick uh, little bit of information. They will then reach out to you. You can have that conversation. Get your free wealth protection guide and learn how to safeguard your wealth. 
Again, it's 833-287-2465 or visit protectfrombiden.com. Okay, so let's hit some headlines here. You had Peter Ducey, who once again seemed to trouble Corinne Jean-Pierre with another fair, what most would consider, I would think, reasonable question about immigration, about what's going on down on our southwest border. Here's how it went down. Take a listen. I know, I know your, your dad had some thoughts about our back and forth yesterday, so maybe we, sh we should try this again. Uh, same question, <laughs> same question as yesterday. Can you repeat the question? What do you call it when 10,000 people illegally cross the border in a single day? So here's what I will say. Um, and you've heard, to say, you heard me say this a couple times, and I'll say it again because it is the facts. On day one, the first day of this president's administration, he put forth a comprehensive immigration reform that we believe, we believe that was desperately needed for this country, right? As we know, and you've heard us say this many times before, we are dealing with a broken system. And no action was taken from Congress. And so what the president was able to do, he imposed consequences uh, for those who do not have the legal uh, basis to remain, and he has removed more than 250,000 individuals. This administration has done so uh, since May 12th. And so we've taken action the president has secured. He also secured record funding. And that, let's not forget, this record funding that the president fought for over the last year or so uh, was, was opposed by the House Republicans. This is something that they opposed and didn't want to see. And so what it allowed us to do is actually hire uh, about uh, 25,000 more, uh, bring on uh, CBP agents, and really do something that was historic that we hadn't seen. And so a broken system, it's been broken for the past couple of decades. The last administration certainly gutted the immigration system for four years, that's what they did. And you had Speaker McCarthy and the Republicans in Congress who continuously, continuously take step to undermine what is currently happening, trying to undermine getting border security. We saw that. We saw that this week with the with the CR, where they put forth another uh, another uh, piece of legislation to cut, to cut, to propose continuing to. Uh, Cut, uh, uh, cut some important uh, resources that's needed, whether it's CBP, 800 fewer CBP is what they wanted to, to do, 50,000 pounds of cocaine, that's what it would, that's what it would hurt, right, in, in, um, in trying to prevent that from coming in, right? When you think about more than 300 pounds of fentanyl, when you think about more than 700 pounds of heroin, more than 6,000 pounds of methamphetamine to enter the country, that's what they were trying to prevent uh, from the work that we're trying to do, prevent from coming into the country. So we would love to do this in a bipartisan way, but we're not seeing that. We're seeing what we're seeing from House Republicans is wanting to defend the fund, pardon me, DHS. But uh, which, by the way, you can defund DHS and still protect your country. That's that's just true. We didn't need that. That was one of the big blunders from the Bush administration, one of many. But I, I love how notice I, we want bipartisan stuff. But since day one, when things started to go south, when they came into office, it's all been the Republicans' fault. So things were better. Things were better before on on the border. They weren't great, by the way. They weren't great, but they were better. And then they get worse when you take power and you blame the Republicans. It literally makes no sense. By the way, as that clip happened, a record was broken um, leading into yesterday. It went from 10,000 a day to 11,000 in the previous 24 hours. So congrats to Joe. 
You just keep breaking those ceilings. <laughs> keep at it, buddy. But I mean, that's I mean, th- I mean, how how can you honestly make either party? It happens to be the Democrats here. I hate them both equally. I'm starting to hate the Republican Party almost more than the Democrat Party. But but you 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 look at this and you see this conversation and you see that it was here. You had an A before or a B. Let's call it a B. You had a B grade on the border. New people come in, enact new policies and or remove policies. And things get infinitely worse to the point where you are setting record after record after record. You are in control. And for a while, we're in control of all three major pieces of, of power. And you still blame the Republicans? That, that is, if that's not the Democrat way right there, I don't know what is. Oh, she's clearly a contemptible, insufferable loser (laughs) she she it's funny because she had prepped for this question because to try and diminish peter ducey she referred to his dad right right at the beginning of what she was trying to say which is a typical bullying uh, uh, technique that the left always uses especially democrats but then she goes into the fact that you know when the biden administration took over we couldn't get funding you have the house the senate and the presidency so it's your fault so it's full stop right there. You're lying. You're a piece of shit. You know, just stop it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever you're going to say after that is all going to be just worthless, more pablum come puking out of her mouth. Um, and then talking about when I like when she talks about and Democrats talk about a bipartisan way. Bipartisan way means our way. <laughs> it doesn't mean right. that we're going to agree on something. And then back to what you said about <clears throat> when Trump was in office. You know, things were better, but they weren't good. And the reason why they weren't good is because asshole Republicans that are rhinos were standing in the way. Like your John McCain's, fuck that guy. Your Mitt Romney's, to hell with him. And and the John Cornyn's of the world, they're not going to do anything to help. They're all on the same team. No, they are. It's that, and that, and... (laughs) And thus the conundrum we find ourselves in, and we try and talk about this off air and figure out how to really present this in a way that is got some sort of a positive spin on it. But when they're all in on the same team and the few that aren't are surrounded like you know by packs of wolves, bigger than wolves, they're surrounded by freaking dinosaurs, which is actually actually works because most of these people are like 100 years old. But you, you're, there's not much they can do, which leaves us, the American people, in this situation of like, oh, crap, there's not much we can do. Because it's – and we won't end this conversation on that point because that's super <laughs> depressing. But, but, that, but that is – that's the problem. And that's why I, when we say, like, we hate Republicans, you know, just as much, it's because we do. It doesn't mean that's like, oh, they're starting to creep left. No, no, no. We're, we're caring about our country more is what's happening and you just start to see that everyone is is failing us everyone is failing us and that's a that's a big problem that is a ginormous problem because you can have the best idea on on god's green earth on the border or the economy or education it doesn't matter if you can't implement it there's lots of great ideas out there if you can't implement it because you've got this this force of people who care more about themselves than they do the country and about you and me and everyone else out there, it, it doesn't matter. That's, that's the issue. You've, you've, got to, you've got to have a better system, and, and unfortunately, we don't have a better system.
Yeah, right now we have 9 million illegals in the country. And that 9 million, there are 15 states in the United States that have less of a population than 9 million. So there yeah. you go. And then you have, and you pile on top another 500,000 work visas for Venezuelans. So the work visa en enables you to get a driver's license, which also enables you to what? To get a voting registration. Yep. There you go. That's what this is all about. It's all about getting a voting block. And for her to sit there and talk about, oh, we deported 250,000 people. Do you mean like that Ohio family was originally from Germany that came here because they were going to be jailed for homeschooling their kids? So they fled that oppression of Germany to come here. And now you're going to deport them. Right. Is that what you mean by deporting people that shouldn't be here? Yeah, their whole agenda is going down this Marxist trail in which each passing day, it becomes more and more obvious to all of us who are watching. The only people it doesn't become obvious to are the same kind of people that have the mentality of Germans of the 1930s going, it's just a camp. If they just would have put on the yellow stars, they wouldn't be there. And they're not doing anything bad to those people in that camp. Those, that's the kind of disconnect that we're seeing from our fellow neighbors and Democrats who refuse to believe we're going down this road. Yeah. No, that it is. That's a, that's a good, I hate this topic. It, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good picture. It's a good, it's an awful picture. It's the right picture. It's all those things. My beaver uh, is talking about, uh, glad to see you by the way, glad to see all of you guys, by the way, um, how there's a lot of people, uh, a decent chunk over on, on Twitter which she called twatter. Um, <laughs> but uh, the Rumble Chat is so much better. The Rumble Chat's legit. It's you, you get in there, the Drew crew just takes care of you. They take care of everything. They're fun. Like I, I, I kind of thought about it yesterday. I know I could. I jumped into the RVM chat to tell some of you guys because I know you went over there to see why we weren't over here, and could see you guys chatting and then figuring out and leaving. But I was kind of when we decided not to do shows. Like, well, they're still gonna have fun. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't really need us. They just need each other and and have a a, a good old time. Well, I, I love it when we have someone who does who is starts being. They're breaking the community rules. They're you know going after the people. And you know I'm here trying to look at every chat, make sure everything's going well. But on Rumble, they're always like, "Hey, Disco, heads up!" Like, they they help me source it out because I got so many windows open and stuff. So thank you guys for for sure making it easy. And then one last thing that KJP also said, she's talking about how they wanted to add more agents. They're they're not really agents; they're processors <laughs> is what they want to add. Right. They just want to make sure that the uh, that that the line that, that it's streamlined, so you can process as many people as you can, not catch people. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, and you do see those ads out there, but that's really what they what they mean and what they need is is processors. Why spend why spend money on agents if all you want them to do is process? Yeah. You, you don't need to be an agent to not be allowed to do your job. You just need someone who's got a notepad and a pen and some other kind of device. I don't know what you would need if you're just processing illegal immigrants stickers. Just increase the passport office. You yeah. know, the employees who process passports. That That's what you want. That's what the Democrats want. So that's who sh you should hire. You shouldn't waste your time, you know, teaching them how to shoot or cut sign in the desert no. or, or arrest anybody or yeah. speak Spanish. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, Andy says that German family just needs to go to Mexico and cross illegal. 100%. That, that's... That's, I mean, as ridiculous as it sounds, that's the way of, of things now. I mean, that, that was going to be our plan if, if things went south 
after Shafi got out, if he couldn't get here, let's just get him there. We'll just fly him there. We'll, we'll get him across that way. Like, we'll get him in here. It'll be, it'll be fine. Um, <clears throat> all right, let's do this. Let's actually skip ahead to question of the day, and then we'll come back and we'll hit these, these two stories here. But the question of the day is this. It's, it's random is, is all get out today. Um, is it the one I gave you? No, because I don't remember what that is. It's blue or red. Oh, it's no, it's simple. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, you said I need a question. It's like blue or red. And oh. then you stared at me for like three minutes like. Although I think it's remarkably <laughs> worse. Um, the question is leftover turkey sandwich or leftover meatloaf sandwich. Ooh. Okay. And oh, if it, I know some of you are going to say neither. I don't like either of those foods. I only eat plants or fruits and vegetables. No, Good they're probably they're probably not watching the show. Okay, they're probably not watching yeah. the show. Good for you. Pretend that you did like it and pick an answer. We'll give you ours. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back, get into that. This is actually, you know, it's a silly question, but it's an important discussion that needs to be had because we're heading into this season where leftover turkey sandwiches and those kind of things are going to be happening. We're really close, guys. We're we're Actually, we're really close to needing our fall bumpers and colors and all of that uh, around here, which is a verbal reminder to myself. <laughs> well, we, we got to go Halloween first, then fall. Yes. So we, we have time. And we got time. Yeah. Um, okay, we're going to take a break. Send your, send your responses in leftover turkey sandwich or leftover meatloaf sandwich. If you're here for the first time, yes, this is kind of the weird shit that happens here. Uh, we'll be right back after this short break. Get more of Drew, and this is my show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM Network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes, and other in-studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM Network, and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com. If you're like me and you want to be prepared for the unexpected. That's where the Wellness Company's Emergency Medical Kit comes Over in. Over 40% of Americans say that they would avoid a doctor or a hospital unless it was a catastrophic situation. Medical emergency kits with ivermectin. The kit contains eight potentially life-saving medications for you to keep on hand in the event of natural disasters, supply chain shortages, medical emergencies, or like an apocalyptic situation. These are the actual medications that you would need in the event of certain situations. So they've got emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics. Interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. 
Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Dial 833-2-USA-GOLD. Yes, call now. 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833-2-USA-GOLD. Yes, call now. 833-287-2465. Act swiftly. 833-287-2465. Remember, always paper. Okay, here right, Let's go. One, two, three, shoot. <sighs> ah, so close, so close. Keep losing. Right, drink up. Concentrate. It's always paper. Are you sure? Yes, it's always you sure? paper. Yes. Right, here we go. Come on. <sighs> okay. One, two, three, shoot. <sighs> ah, so close. Sorry, drink up. There's got to be a different way. Mm -mm. Okay, when we're ready. All right, here we go. One, two, three. Uh, are you okay? Uh, he'll be fine. Here, Scripps. Oh, great, thank you. Come on, Disco. Nobody likes a quitter! Welcome back. Question of the day was leftover turkey sandwich or leftover meatloaf sandwich. Which one are you going with? Andy says meatloaf sandwich. Barb, meatloaf cold with ketchup and dill pickles. Ooh, interesting. Mm. Haven't worked in the dill pickles, but I tell you what, if Barb says it, it's usually good. And... Just kind of froze. <laughs> that's twice that's happened I've a, today. I've had two strokes today. I've had two Biden moments. But I, I, I was just going to say I, I kind of want one of those now. But then I was thinking about how full that I am from ramming a, a sub down my throat. Um, just literally, you, you got to like, chew. You got to, yeah. yeah. Or like, uh, or let's not say that like cone hits. Yes. Yeah. Like cone hits. That's that's a more appropriate yeah. way to say it. Okay. Um, so Barb, love Barb's answer answer of of the day so far. We don't give prizes or or grades to answers normally but i really like that one my beavers unit says meatloaf with ketchup or turkey with no covid also brought up earlier how turkey's great but need to make sure it's not been vaxxed with m m n r n a or m r n a um are you good no i don't know <laughs> are we vaxxing turkeys now well there's 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 yeah. a lot of a lot of poultry that's gotten and a lot of meats that are getting mrna in them they are yeah 
So, so that yeah. that shipment of meat you got in today, Tom. That's good, Tom. You're good there. You're good there. I think. Oh yeah. yeah. You think? <laughs> it's, it's grass fed. I don't know. They don't put it on the box. Has been given a bioweapon. <laughs> it's not one of. Their, I don't think it'll be worded that way if it's ever on the box. <laughs> Can you imagine though getting to the point? Because we're kind of there. Grass fed, USDA prime, bioweapon free. Yeah. Like yes. that's. That's kind of interesting. I love bioweapon-free meat. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best kind of meat. Um, it's the way God intended it. It really is. Okay, Jill says meatloaf, but I love both. Have to say turkey. Never had a meatloaf sandwich, says Mike Hunt face. I hadn't until well into my adulthood either. What was that name there? Mike <laughs> Hunt face, but I can see why it could come across as something that's not Mike Hunt face. <laughs> He said it it really quick. Maybe that's what Mike's going for. I was trying to enunciate it. I apparently need to do a better job. Let's just call him face from now on. I I said it, and then I looked at his comments. I like a perplexed look on his face. Like, I'm just, hey, he said turkey never had a meatloaf. I had to look over like, what was Uh, the name? (laughs) Yep. Well, you know, whatever. Mike Hunt face, <laughs> Mike Hunt face, whatever we're saying. It's it's all good here. Let's just call him face. Let's or just Mike. call him Mike. Yeah. We'll stick with Mike. Um, love ketchup on meat. Love glad I'm not the only one, says Jill. Yeah, you got to have that or some sort of a, a, a topping there. Mike asks, is meat love sandwich like a sloppy Joe or a hamburger? It, no, it's just a meat love sandwich. Um, I don't know how else to describe it. Meatloaf has its own texture. Yeah. So it's, yeah. you know, it's its own thing. But you could make a sloppy joe out of a meatloaf, couldn't you? I would think so. Yeah, you yeah. just, I mean, just beat the shit out of it. You <laughs> that a lot of sauce. <laughs> Do it with your hands and then shove it onto some bread. I don't know. Uh, turkey and bacon sandwich, says Mike. Now he's just giving different answers. Um, turkey washed down with a double scotch, says Texas Panhandle Patriot. Yes. Let's take... Let's take Texas Panhandle Patriots double scotch, mm. mix it with Barb's rendition of the meatloaf sandwich, and I think we've got ourselves a, a winner here. Uh, <clears throat> I don't have a sound for that or anything. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm looking through. Everyone's got their sauce conversations going on now. Um, hey Ting, Ting's here. <sighs> Tom, what are you going with? Um, I do. I'm very intrigued about the um, the meatloaf, the meatloaf sandwich. Even though I don't think I've ever had one, but I do like uh, leftover meatloaf that has that crust on the top of it. You know that however mm. people make it, the ketchup kind of yeah, it's like ketchup, mustard, brown yeah, sugar. Or... Has their own variation of mm-hmm. how to do that. I like that part of it, but my love for mustard supersedes anything else in life, so I have to go turkey sandwich. Okay, so you're you're mustard on a leftover turkey sandwich. Yes. Okay, Dijon spicy yellow. Uh, my favorite is yellow Heinz mustard, especially for like sliced turkey. And then I'm going with Hawaiian rolls. Okay. Ooh, Hawaiian rolls, so good, so good, so good. Yeah. What are you going with? I gotta go with Thanksgiving turkey leftover sandwiches, sourdough bread, mayo, spicy mustard, a little bit of salt. I love meatloaf sandwiches, but I feel like I the turkey one I could have any day. Yeah, I like them too, and I really like, not to just belabor the point that I like Barb's answer, but I like the pickle concept on there. That's really intriguing. But I'm going to go turkey sandwich, just turkey, mayo, salt, 
on pumpernickel. You've already texted your wife to change tonight's menu to meatloaf so you can have a meatloaf sandwich yeah, tomorrow. Just, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the right thing to do yeah. for Barb and, and I think for the community writ large. Debbie says meatloaf. A lot of other people here um, coming in with their answers, but let's continue back to um, the natural segue from meatloaf and turkey to AOC. Uh, just seems it to, works. It works. Seems she seems is pregnant to. now, right? So is she? We had that conversation the other day. She she's a little more cheeky here. I had heard that rumor, but then I couldn't find anything on the web. And she does seem like she has that glow to her. She's got the glow. I, the the chestal region seems to be a little bit bigger. I mean, there there's some indicators there. And I thought we had heard that, but then I couldn't find it. Good for good for her guy for planting the seed. I don't I don't know. Ooh, here's. I mean, I just pulled up an article. Not only was she sporting like a bump, but there was a night where she was out somewhere where they were doing toasts. She had water when everyone else was having booze. Just so either she's really lame. Or she's cleaning it up. Or she's pregnant. Yeah. Dude, she's carrying Elon's baby. I guarantee it. <laughs> Good for Elon. Again, she's cute. She's not smart, but she's a, she's a cute person. She's passionate uh, about her beliefs that make zero sense whatsoever. But she, so she goes on. Anyways, all that to say, pregnant AOC, non-pregnant AOC, doesn't really matter. Um, she was on CBS Face the Nation. And the chick called her out. I thought this was a great little scene. I, I found it quite entertaining because she was called out for not buying a union-made electric car. Here is the exchange. Take a listen, then we'll discuss. You were quoted back in July saying you look forward to buying a union-made electric vehicle. But you buy... But you currently have a non-union-made mm -hmm. Tesla. UAW already makes some electric vehicles. Yes. Why wasn't that? Is it a problem with the the quality? Is it a problem with the style? Is the market just not there? Uh, no. The, our car was purchased uh, during the pandemic when travel, mass, before a, a vaccine had come out. So travel between New York and Washington, the safest way that we had determined was an EV. But that was prior to um, some of the new models coming out on the market that had the range available uh, but we're actually looking into trading in our car now so we're looking into it and hopefully we will soon and getting a minivan that whole thing is just such a sham that whole conversation her smile at the end i love that she says evs are safe because here's what she means by that first of all go up i'll finish that thought she means you don't have to go to a gas station. <laughs> we need that long of a trip and that kind of a, of the ability to go X, X, you know, distance. So we don't have to go to a gas station, mingle with diseased and infested peasants. I mean, I, that's, that's, that's more or less what she's saying. I'm an elitist. I've got to have my car, which is a status and still is today, not just then, but I've got to have this status symbol that is a Tesla and that's that's all this is the whole union, uh, the union statement about it, that whole it's it's totally something AOC would say. I get that. But I love that she also says during the response, oh, it had nothing to do with that. It, had no, it, it was during covid and the, there wasn't a vaccine yet. So we had to buy a Tesla. We and she had to had to <laughs> just had to do it because it's safe. I mean, <laughs> What? 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 How, and she'll get away with that. I didn't see the follow-up of this conversation there, but you know she will. You know they're just like, good answer. <laughs> good answer. She said something. 
I smiled, I believed it, I moved on. Or I didn't, and I know I'm not supposed to challenge the rising star that is AOC on, on the left, whatever the case might be. I, I just, the whole answer, like you didn't, of course, didn't answer the real question. No, 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 we just bought it because of the, there was no vaccine. That has nothing to do with buying this car or that car. <laughs> right. Stop trying to put, he, she's trying to put herself up here in this, this category, and she is, in fact, putting herself up in that category. I'm an elitist bitch who went out and bought one of the most expensive cars in the market that is seen as the status symbol, and I really could care less about union workers. I could care less about you who's asking the question, and I could care less about anyone out there and their views of me. Yeah, I wish when she said, "Is this something?" When the reporter said, "Is it, does it have something to do with the styling?" I wish you would have said, "Yes, EVs look like gay spaceships, and the Tesla doesn't look like a gay spaceship, so that's why we bought it." Right. But of course, she didn't go there. She bought the Tesla just like everybody else her age that buys a Tesla, who all of a sudden starts making a good amount of money. It's a flex, and it's also a virtue signal. One, you're letting everybody know just how much money you make by affording a seventy thousand dollar car. Right. Which, you know, your 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 TikTok followers and your Instagram followers are going to go up after that. And they're all going to be talking about how AOC got a Tesla. But you're also letting everybody know that you're environmentally conscious. Yes. And you have to go the electric vehicle route. This whole thing about union workers is just another it's another fraud. It's another leftist fraud, man. They always act like they're the party of the little people or the little guy. But they're the party of big tech, big business, big banks, big pharma. That's who they are. They, they, their elitism has shot way past the old, you know, caricature of you know the big fat, you know, Republican with the cigar, you know, and the tuxedo. Feed me more food, you know. That is no longer gone. It's the elitist limousine liberal that is ruling the world right now, and she's part of that. She is, and and you're right. I, I just, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm first of all, I'm not a car guy, which I think we've established. I'm just not like, but I don't, I don't quite get the thing behind. I understand what she's thinking and what others are thinking when they when they go out and they purchase them, and it's a lot of what you just said. I just, I don't get. I know, and I know tons of people who have them. I, I'm not saying that I don't like the people who have them. I just, I'm not. I just am not a huge fan. I'm not so. I don't necessarily love the style or design either. I don't want a car that tries to drive for itself or thinks it can drive for itself. I just don't want any of the stuff they're offering. I'm more akin, more, more, more likely to get something like you have that has like no computers in it or air conditioning. Uh, but, but. <laughs> Dude, that is such a sore spot with my wife, the no AC part of it. Of, of it's course. not like it, the AC doesn't work. There's actually no AC, no unit. Never installed. <laughs> What's more remarkable, and I know. Are there vents? There vents. There's vents, but there was never a unit installed, and and the people who sold it to him didn't know. Didn't know. <laughs> they had no idea that buying this particular vehicle up until up until 2012, that AC was an option, <laughs> because now it's not an option. All cars have yeah. to come with air conditioning. Yes. Soon a COVID test. Yeah. A butt station. Blow and go. Yes. Do you think AOC and her pasty boyfriend? I get, are they married now? We don't I'll, know. I'll look it up. Tax purposes, they're supposed to be, but... But are they there's really? There's some conjecture that they haven't... I don't know, man. So according to 
the site that we all know and love, freebacon.com. Beacon. Beacon. Not, <laughs> I say, if there is a freebacon.com, in fact, <laughs> Let's look yeah, see if there no. is. Beacon. Uh, no. Her office says no. Her legal filings in Congress say otherwise. What a slut. If she is pregnant, do, does her feelings on abortion change? Yeah. I, I'd be so curious. Because you're a busy woman. You can't be told to have a baby when you're yeah. when you're out there congressing. You've got a career. Can you congress? Because can you make Congress a verb? Yeah. I, sure. I kind of like that. Do Do you think this was was created and consummated in the Tesla? It's become no. it's a new trend that's happening right now. So in yeah. specifically in Teslas. Yeah. Dear God, we've got. I felt dirty just asking the question jokingly, and and then it turns out that people are are really and then yeah, yeah. it's because it has a self drive. Yeah, mode. when yeah. Elon Musk was asked about it, he said that we're gonna have to try to find out a way to change it, but we're not gonna change anything as of right now because he he's like this is not why I built the car. Yeah, man, it's like <laughs> a whole new trend on Pornhub with. <laughs> the self-driving and the the dirty stuff that people do <laughs> with other people and themselves i should should have known that there would be commentary on this and not just general commentary specific yeah here's where you find it you're going to want to search this category and then you're going to want to weed it down a little bit um okay all right so apparently that is a thing let's let's transition from from Pornhub and people doing that in tesla's to to Trump in the mainstream media. We just were showing a clip from the mainstream media. There's a little bit of a segue here, kind of. But he's been out doing um, a, a lot. Do we have a clip here or just the, the It's tweet? just the tweet. Just the tweet. Okay, that's fine. So he's been out doing a lot. He's been doing a lot of interviews with mainstream media. Um, th this here, obviously, just something from leading report, but it shows that we'll, we'll pop it up here. But it says this, and you've heard him say it this week. Uh, former President Trump says he will investigate mainstream media outlets for country-threatening treason if he's reelected in 2024. Okay. So I like the concept of this statement and this initiative. Again, st step one is being able to actually remain on the ballot in all 50 states. But... I like the concept of this. Love the spirit of it. I think it should be done. I think the enemy of the people, one of the biggest enemies, if not the biggest enemy of the people, has been the mainstream media, bar none, hands down, just because they are tools of the left. You could say it's the people who are pushing all these initiatives and, and pushing the division, but at the end of the day, what's the tool they use to, to push all of this stuff and divide us further and to lie to us and do it? It's the mainstream media. So... They need to be held to account for sure. And I think in some regards they are in terms of independent media shows like this, the RVM network, plenty of other examples of, of colleagues and competitors in, in our space and not just on our side either. There's, there's independent media that's sprouting up and taking a huge part of the market share away from, from the mainstream media, the so-called mainstream media. But in terms of the investigation in terms of where this would actually go in DC, I just don't see it doing anything. Like you can't, like honestly, what's the outcome? Like, I mean, there's nothing, right? No, it's a stupid report that gets issued that's filled with lies. <laughs> we're gonna put together a blue ribbon panel and we're gonna look into this and we're gonna investigate this and we're gonna prove to you that Lee Harvey Oswald acted by himself. <laughs> yeah. And that's the bottom line.
<laughs> no, it's just, I mean, I, I, you can accomplish nothing. on Again, it's a, it's a talking point, and this is not, I'm not trying to hit on Trump here. I'm just saying when, when, you, when you go out there, Trump, DeSantis, anyone else on the right, anyone else on the left wouldn't say it, but anyone, if they go and say we're going to investigate and try and try the mainstream media for treason, or they say we're going to drain the swamp, no, you're not. Yeah, it, it's just it's it's practically speaking, I don't I don't think it can be done, and it's just it, it it it's a great talking point that needs to be the initiative. I'm not saying don't don't speak along those terms, say we got to figure out how to incrementally do this, but so many people, uh, so particularly candidates, of course are saying, I'm going to do this on day one. You hear him say it all the time. Day one, we're doing this. Day two, we're doing this. Like, okay, this isn't, this isn't Genesis where, where, you're, where you're thinking you can actually make strides and make change. You just can't. Right. Like, I mean, it just, and that's kudos for you for believing those things and even more kudos if you try them, but it's not going to do anything. Yeah, the other day I heard Ron DeSantis in an interview and they were talking about immigration. He's like, day one, I'm going to start deporting everybody. Nine million people day one. <laughs> Lofty goal. I know. I, I really I appreciate the ambition. Yeah. No, I, I do too. I, it, that, that's where your head's got to be. Yeah. But then your head's got to get to the next logical step of, okay, hey, team, can we do this? And they look at you and say, no. And then you say, okay. What can we actually do to start chipping away and making a difference? Because you should try and make a difference. I'm not saying give up, but you can't just, it's not going to work. You can't go out there and uh, we're charging everyone in the mainstream media, Jeff Zucker, Chris Licht, <laughs> whoever runs MSNBC, all of you. Lachlan Murdoch. Yes. Uh, boom. <laughs> like you're all going down for treason. Yeah. That would be cool. That'd be cool, bro, but it's not. It's not going to happen. Well, he had he had a, a former joint. Well, the joint uh, Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, go behind his back and reach out to his co counterpart in China, assuring them that Trump wasn't going <laughs> to launch a nuclear attack. Yeah. So if that's not treasonous, I I should read. Uh, I should read the definition of treason because in the chain of command. That seems to be out of character. And if somebody is going to have that amount of contempt for the chain of command, that means there is no chain of command. That means that people within the intel community and the military industrial complex are the ones who run the country. And I think most of us know that by now. Yeah. So you want to, I, I looked it up for you. You want me to read it to you? <clears throat> the meaning of treason? Oh, I know what the. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry. Well, the other thing is, too, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, Mike Huntface. I'm just saying it because I can. Um, it's Mike, next word hunt, third word face, uh, says, well, you, you know what? The friggin' chat just moved. Don't let your enemy know your plan unless you're posturing. Most people are just posturing, and, and there, there is wisdom in, in, in that. <laughs> We've gotten really bad at that, by the way, as a country, as a government, and as individuals. All right, here's the deal, Saddam. <laughs> We're coming in at this time, at this place, and it's going to be shock and awe. Well, it's not going to be shocking at this point because you've told them where you're. Where you're. Well, 
didn't you say Tom like when you were there uh, when you were overseas they had the they had to call out before they were going no oh, I did oh well, you Tom was, might have too but yeah. yeah but like they had to call it out before you were going in yeah <laughs> hey bad guy <laughs> go ahead and arm your explosive vest now destroy your <laughs> sim cards no make sure you get the one you know you've got one hidden over there get that one too you good you good all right we're coming in coming in <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, <clears throat> okay, let's let's finish off this hour with with uh, some Satanist news. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> because you've got. Uh, do we have images? Yes. Yep. We've got Ukraine, uh, and they've got a new ambassador to schools or education, or whatever the title is. But Zelensky has appointed a performance artist and a Satanist to be the country's ambassador to. Uh, yeah, ambassador of education. I think is what it's called. Here's we just have images here because there, there's videos circulating out there. They're all super long. She's she's that jacked up that they need to be super long. But all you need to see is this. Yeah, I mean <laughs> here. Yeah, here's take a look at that. Yeah. So um, this is her with. Are, are we calling that a, a is that a ram a sheep head? I, I is it a goat know. head? Goat head. Possible goat head. Yeah. Uh, isn't a goat head a symbol for the devil? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this might shock you. I'm not big into Satanist materials. Weird. <laughs> I know. I know. We're you should at least in, you should at least know a few things about it so you know what you're looking at. But yeah, I, I should. I, I, I should. In fairness, well, we're, I mean, it's everywhere now. You look around, and the freaking person they hired at Target to do their pride section a was a Satanist, yeah. a known documented Satanist. He seems like the right fit. Let's get him. Well, yeah, I remember bringing that up to my wife and once she finally looked at all the designs, she's like, yeah, I can see it in all those designs. Like, yeah, like he secretly put it in there. I've been saying for the last like maybe eight months to a year, I've been feeling this dark force around me and I can't shake it. It, it was like, it was one of the main reasons why we moved out of LA, man. Cause it is just like, it's, permeates the air there man and yeah. it's like gotta go and i kept telling people this and they're like oh you know you're a conspiracy theorist you're jumping to conclusions and now we have a literal satanist and it's like i knew that there was something going on now do you believe me oh she's a performance artist everybody has an expo an explanation for everything and just to make it go away she's an artist therefore you have to give her the benefit of the doubt that she's not exactly a satanist right which she Sorry, yeah. I, kicked, I, kicked the, I kicked the jar. Oh, like, what was that sound? When she rose to prominence, her first um, art exhibit was her standing perfectly still with a table of like glass, pins, uh, matches, cigarettes, and people would come up and they would spit in her face, they would burn her with cigarettes, they would slash her face with the glass, and then finally it culminated into somebody, there was a loaded pistol, somebody taking the pistol and holding it to her head with their finger on the trigger, is how this all, this performance art, you know, that, that was the big crescendo for it. So when that's how you jump onto the scene, <laughs> there, your, your trajectory, is way down the path and uh, of you know hellish gruesomeness uh she's i've have several friends of mine who she's been on the radar for a while and a friend of mine that i trust the most who is a Taoist priest he's like she came onto my radar when she had this you know ghoulish uh, what what was the name of it, it but anyways 
um, John Podesta was in attendance for this thing. He mm. goes, that's when I, she first got on my radar. This was like in early 2000s. And he has just been tracking her. And she's like, man, she is bad news. She is a force of darkness that the planet hasn't seen the likes of in a long time. Well, and for those who are saying out there, oh, it's just performance art, that this is just what she does. You you don't do any of the things I've seen pictures or video of or the stuff you just described. Like, you don't do that if you if you don't kind of believe it because most of you, most people would be like, oh, hell no. Like, I'm not, this is not promoting anything positive for people out there. I don't want to be an, 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 pun intended, I guess, in this case, an ambassador for this kind of material and for these kind of thoughts that we're putting into minds out there. So you got to, you've got to be as jacked up as the content that she's a, was a part of. You've got to be all in on that. Oh, for sure. She also hosted another dinner party where she took models and had their heads in, in these tables and then built these cakes for their bodies. And the models were like on a lazy suit. And so you saw their head and their bodies, like I said, were the cakes and the 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 uh, the guests were able to spin around the lazy Susan. So this model's moving around on the table with just their head, and the people who are attending are taking their knives and forks and cutting in as if to to mimic cannibalism as they're eating the cake body of this person. Wow. <laughs> It's performance art, Drew. It has nothing to do with any kind of wizardry or sorcery or worship of the devil. It's just what they do. They're, she's an artist from Serbia. Come on. <laughs> Ginger, welcome to class, kids. Your new teacher is Miss Goat Killer. <laughs> yes. Going to be great. Working hand-in-hand hand with Randy Weingarten. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <clears throat> okay. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to get into gun. Who wants to talk about gun control? Yay. Yeah. Um, that's what we're going to do. Because David Hogg, he went on a field trip to Washington, D.C. Don't worry, we're not showing a clip of him. You've got to eat more meat to be on clips. That's a new policy. If you're going to be shown on screen, you have to eat more meat. But he went there as someone who pushed for it to open this White House gun violence prevention office. Well, it happened because little kids on the left get their way. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to just talk about gun control as as a whole. Uh, show you some clips. That's all coming up after the break. Stick with us. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow,
Biden and his cronies have lost over $3 trillion of America's retirement savings in 2022 alone. With inflation running rampant and the stock market crashing, do you have a plan to protect your wealth? Our friends at American Alternative Assets help you protect your retirement savings by rolling over your IRA or 401k into a gold IRA. Fact is, you can hold physical gold and silver in your retirement account while maintaining its tax-deferred status. Visit protectfrombiden.com today to get your free wealth protection guide. This guide will give you all the answers you need. American Alternative Assets is an A-plus and accredited member of the Better Business Bureau. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Visit protectfrombiden.com. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. If you're like me and you want to be prepared for the unexpected. That's where the wellness company's emergency medical kit comes Over in. Over 40% of Americans say that they would avoid a doctor or a hospital unless it was a catastrophic situation. Medical emergency kits with ivermectin. The kit contains eight potentially life-saving medications for you to keep on hand in the event of natural disasters, supply chain shortages, medical emergencies, or like an apocalyptic situation. These are the actual medications that you would need in the event of certain situations. So they've got emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics. and dads of America, you love your kids, you love God, you love this country, and you're tired of watching companies betray your values and ruin great products. Don't get angry. Invest your time, energy, and money into the people that are building the country you want for your kids and standing for the values that will lead to their blessing and protection. Invest in companies like Brave Books, they are on a mission to create content for kids that is safe for them to enjoy. They have kids' books that teach about character, hard work, and the value of being brave. If you join their Book of the Month Club, you get a new book sent to your door every month that will teach your kids pro-God, pro-American values. Brave books will not betray your trust. Your children and your grandchildren will thank you. Remember... The land of the free depends on the homes of the brave. This one's on me, bud.
When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, Get more of Drew and This Is My Show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM Network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes, and other in-studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM network and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com. was saying young David Hawk all 85 pounds of him went on a field trip to Washington DC he talked about it on his social media we don't have a clip for it but he went up to DC because the White House according to him finally listened and was opening a gun violence prevention office and we've got on this next clip here uh, yeah, we've got, um, oops, sorry, not that one. The next one after that. There we go. <laughs> after that, we've got Kamala, who, who very joyously announced the gun violence prevention office. Here it was. Hey, everybody. So I have some big news to share. We are announcing the creation of the first ever White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention. And we are doing this work in large part because of the activism, the organizing, the marching, the voting of all of you leaders, be it students, parents, teachers, community leaders, who understand that living free from gun violence should be a right. So we're gonna work on this together. We're gonna continue to fight for reasonable gun safety laws and for the ability of all people to live their best lives free from fear, free from violence. Thank you for all that you have done and continue to do. You know what's one interesting tidbit about that that I, I kind of noticed the first time? 
but noticed again is you've got all these junk cuts in there. So if if these people really cared about these issues, which they don't, they, they don't get me wrong, the left wants to disarm you, they want to disarm America, you would be able to read a prompter cleanly and or just do it from the heart. That thing had to be chopped up so many different ways for, for the video to get out. And maybe I'm just, I'm in the weeds there on that. I get it. But she's talking about, she's talking about starting this office and you have the right not to be killed, not to be murdered. She's correct, right, Tom? You do, you do in America, in this, this free country, have the right not to be killed in, in, in our homeland because we've made murder illegal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, is, it still happens, tragically, yes, sometimes with guns, sometimes with other devices. In fact, very frequently, more so with other devices, Look at the statistics, but it's it, they, they make it seem like we've got this massive problem that we don't and that everyone's just murdering people. It's Thursday. Oh, I should go murder someone like and it's not Thursday, right? I'm just realizing that now it's Tuesday, but but they make it seem like we've got this this problem and that we don't have laws. We have laws for this. Now, granted, the left is not really big on enforcing <laughs> laws that we have here. Look at the border exhibit a, but but that's, I mean, you listen to that, it's like, oh, Cam, Cam, we've already got that. We got that one covered. Yeah. Well, it's like everything else the Democrats bring up. They act like it's this huge problem, just like white supremacy. Oh, my God, there are white supremacists everywhere. There's a white supremacist, white supremacist lurking behind every corner. But what happens? The supply doesn't meet the demand. Right. So then it becomes, well, he's a white Hispanic. Well, Larry Elder is the black face of white supremacy. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like it, they got to keep conjuring up different kind of, you know, different. It's got to be white adjacent. Just same thing with guns. We got to get rid of assault weapons. Well, more people are killed in the United States by hammers every year than assault weapons. Okay, so now it has to be gun adjacent. You know, it's always something lurking around the corner that's going to get, ooh, you know? And then you, you got to make sure that when when the supply doesn't meet the demand, you've got you to kick up the supply. So, of course, what they're going to say is, you know, we need a ban on guns. And then just let's play this out for a second. If that ends up working and they do end up banning ri rifles or whatever they consider to be assault weapons— that it's going to be, you know what, actually the problem is handguns. Yeah. So now we're going after those. It never ends with these people. That's why you can't give them an inch on anything. Just look what happened <clears throat> with abortion. That's the perfect example of it. Everybody was like, nobody likes talking about abortion. It's a rough thing to talk about. But for the longest time, what was it, 15 weeks, everybody was cool with. And just kind of like, let's not talk about this. It, but no. They had to keep moving the goalposts till we get to the point we are now where people are, you know, who are kind of like in that mid-range of, you know, 15, I don't like it, but, you know, in order to keep the peace with everything, I'm going to go with it. Right. And then it got moved. Now those people are like, 
fuck you and fuck everybody else on your side because this is what happens when the right compromises with the left. The left always pushes it way too far. And so that's why you get the polarization that we have right now. And that in, in bringing this back to guns, it's the same thing. Do not compromise with these assholes. And all you rhinos who are, you know, thinking, you know, we're the biggest dupes that ever lived voting for people like John Cornyn and Mitt Romney. God, can you, can you it makes me want to walk out into traffic thinking that I voted for Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan. And yeah. they're the two, you know, we've gotten played like no other kind of suckers have ever gotten played before. We got played as badly as somebody going to a fucking timeshare and then buying one. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 true, though. I mean, that and and it's always talked about here because we know it to be true. It is absolutely give an inch, they'll take a mile kind of a thing here. And and that's what concerns me about all the people you just mentioned and so many more in D.C. And not just the folks in D.C., folks in the voting public that are out there. Uh, you know what? This one actually kind of makes sense, what they're saying. I'll go along with this one. We'll give them a little a little nibble, right? We'll give them a crumb on this. You can't play that game. And, and the decent part of your human nature on most issues wants to do that. Like, I'll agree with you if you can make a good point, give you a win, this, that, but you, your, your entire republic hangs in the balance on that particular one. You give up, you, look at history, folks. Look anywhere you want in history, any part of the world, any point in time, and the people who have, who have given up their arms or have surrendered their arms, or, or excuse me, had them taken from them, it doesn't go well. It does not go well, and that that that's exactly it. I every time they have these things, these these and I shouldn't say things. These 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 tragedies, these mass shootings, real mass shootings. What we would all consider to be mass shootings, not because they've changed the numbers and the the verbiage and all of that. This wouldn't have happened if if there wasn't an assault rifle, which again doesn't exist. It's not a real thing. If those weren't in play, this wouldn't have happened. All right, cool. Here, here's the combo to my safe. Go put these numbers in. Go pick any of the handguns in there that you see. Give it to me. And if I was a sick, sadistic bastard like the people who do these things, lately lately they seem to all be trans, but that's a, that's a different issue. I can, I can do just as much. To, like, at the end of the day, they're coming for semi-automatic weapons. You're going to be left with a, a you're going to be a fucking muzzle loader. That's that's how they want it. Yeah. That's that's how they want it. So you 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 can't cuz and again it's they they know what emotional strings to pull on. They know okay, that we tried that. There was outrage. What if we do this? What if it's what if it's just a magazine ban? Hi, we're going to talk in a second actually in a, or a couple seconds here about <clears throat> magazines and high capacity magazines and all of that none of it you give none of it that's the answer And when you think like oh i kind of think i might be there you get your spouse to slap some duct tape on your mouth and then put you in a dark closet for a while to think about what you were thinking about <laughs> you need to be treated like a child if you think that giving them just a little bit is going to make things better it's not going to do we get one of those closets around here for moments like that? I think so. I think we do, too. Disco's not here. He doesn't have a vote. He will definitely <laughs> be the first one in the closet. Uh, this is going to be great. By the way, side side question. 
do, do you think Disco goes to just mustache for for this point forward on the show? I, I vote yes. I vote 100% yes. Yeah. And I'm voting like a Democrat. I'm going to vote six times. Yes. So it's I, it seems like it's going to have to go that way. Company policy. I think you guys will enjoy it. Again, this is a visual product. So right. we got to have interesting things here. It's not to say we're not. Tom's definitely interesting. He's super smart. He's got a great look. I'm just the average looking Caucasian dude. <laughs> and then we get disco and we put a mustache on him. And I don't even think we make it a good mustache. I think I think maybe we're the barbers here and we keep it set at a, at a certain style. And all of a sudden, it's interesting. Well, I think we should take a poll and see if everybody who's out there. Would you tune in tomorrow during, let's say, the last hour of the show to watch Drew and I shave Disco live? <laughs> yes. <laughs> His face. His face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not doing any waxing. There's none of that. Yeah. But gonna... we'll get, like, hot towels and, you know, maybe we could, you know, scrounge up a barber chair somewhere and lean him back and... Yeah, you know the old thing with the leather strap. You're like, where would where would one go to find a barber chair? They've got to be online. Can we source that locally? I would like to think we could. Maybe we'll go by the uh, Halloween store. See yes. if they have a barber chair. We do need to. By the way, we do need to go there because October's in. We just have lots of supplies days. to get. Lots of supplies. There's a there's we're heading into supply and prop heaven slash doom all at the same time. We got a lot. We got a lot to think yeah, about. Fall is very prop heavy. It's very prop heavy. <laughs> uh, we need to figure out a new space just to store all the damn props. But um, <clears throat> it's going to be good. Anyways, getting back to gun control. Um, <clears throat> that's what they're going to do. They're going to try and pull on the emotional heartstrings. It's up to us and you and everyone you know to not give an inch on that. But understand, too, when, when, they, when they say things, Cam Cam, Joe, other officials in the government, that that because Joe will say it all the time, right? And then he'll say the most nonsensical thing ever that makes literally zero sense, but he'll talk about supporting the Second Amendment. Listen, listen to one key word here in this sentence that Kamala says as it pertains to the Second Amendment. Go. Biden, I believe in the Second Amendment, but we also know common sense solutions are at hand. We like the Second Amendment, but, one T, B-U-T, but, but we don't like all of it, and it doesn't really play into what we're trying to do here in America, (laughs) so we're going to say it does, you know, there needs to be common sense solutions that go along with it and or replace it. Common sense makes you feel like, oh, well, it's, I mean, they, literally, you, the, the play with saying something is common sense is to make other people think they're wrong and that it's actually common sense to do what they say. It, yeah. It's not. And there's no but. No. It's shall not be infringed. Well, that's what these shot rags do all the time when they talk about the, the Bill of Rights. You know, we, we heard old butthole a couple of weeks ago 
talking about the First Amendment, and he he, he was going, oh, oh, you know, I believe in the First Amendment, but... <laughs> okay, now, there's no but to it. Either you do or you don't. <laughs> right. It's as simple as that. You know, okay, let's talk about the Third Amendment. You know, is there a but there? You know, I agree with the Third Amendment, but... If the military wants to move into your house and take over your kid's room, yeah, you got to kind of let them if it's a state of emergency. No, there's no <laughs> there's no but to it. There's none. You, you just can't. Again, I think it comes back down to them preying on good hearted people. Our side is full of good hearted people. Some naive and dumb people. Yes, us included. It, you know, going back to some of the folks that we've put into office. The, the question then is, is, are you getting smarter? Are you paying more attention? And hopefully the answer is yes to all of those things. But, but you, they're, they're trying to, to prey on that. And, they, and, and it works. And they get people on there. I mean, we had Trump who banned bump stocks. And people are like, I'll give you this one. No, give them nothing. Trump shouldn't have done that. Right. Like, you give them nothing. Would people on the left be good with us saying, you know, the Fourth Amendment— you know, I'm all for, you know, not having illegal search and seizure, but. Right. <laughs> no, it'd be full stop. No, absolutely. There is absolutely no compromising on the Fourth Amendment. Yeah. No, it, the, the, on, on any of them. Again, there is a way to do this. It's not easy, and it's designed to not be easy because you need to have overwhelming support. You got to get everyone on board with this. But if you want things changed so bad, here are your options. You go about it the legal and correct way, get, get the support necessary to make a change, in this case, an amendment, or you know what your other option is? You get the F out of here. Go pick a different country that aligns with your values. Or the third option, which is have a nameless, faceless bureaucrat come up with a rule that infringes on your rights. And that's what they're in the process of doing right now. Yeah. Again, looking at you, McCarthy, too. <laughs> yeah. Looking at you, McCarthy. Could and, I... and then the Democrats always come up with these flowery phrases. You know, it's common sense gun reform. Don't we just want common sense? Let's use common sense. You know what common sense tells me? That you take my guns away? You take away my only chance of protecting myself and my family. And who are you to tell me how I'm supposed to take care of my family. I'm going to do it the best way I think is possible. It has nothing to do with you. So just, shoo, that's common sense. Right. It's none of your talking point bullshit with your stick-figured eunuch that comes out who was never at Parkland when the shooting went down. And another thing, don't you find it curious that all these leftist psychos that have been going on these shooting rampages from the tan tra uh, trans... Tifa chicks to all these other non-binary freaks is the fact that they all opt for a rifle that has a Picatinny rail system to it. Right. Why do they do that? They do that because the media tells them these are the scary guns. These are the ones that shoot 5,000 rounds a second. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. Now... Well, Joe tried to speak about, in, in the same vein of, of all of this, he tried to speak about disarming Americans 
and we, I think we've got two clips of Joe, but here's the first one. Here's the, here's the first one, which is, which is kind of interesting to hear him say. Uh, let's take a listen, then we'll discuss. After every mass shooting, we hear a simple message. The same message all over the country. I've been to every mass shooting. Okay. Ha- but have you? <laughs> have you been to every mass shooting? What, and what do you mean by that? Wow. What do you mean by that? I mean, obviously you've not been there during. Neither have a lot of your spokespeople who say that they were. But, uh, and and I know he's vi- visited a lot of these places, but uh, what did you take from that? Oh, it's just I t- take the, the normal lie from Joe Biden. I've been to every mass shooting. Okay, so I guess you were there in 1932 at the St. Valentine's Day massacre in Chicago. I guess you were there in 1876 when the U.S. Calvary slaughtered Native, Native American kids in a, inside a schoolhouse. I guess you were there for that mass shooting, weren't you? No, he's a typical—he's uh, your typical, you know, brain-dead Democrat— who and we talked about what Joe does he inserts himself into everything and he's just he's just a panderer he thinks that whatever he says people are going to believe him because it's like it was in the 1960s where information didn't travel that fast and you could get away with you know you know like laying out this big yarn of you know how you were there and you were so heroic when you did this and that's why you know i'm a man of the people and this sort of thing but now he just looks like a pathetic dismal sad man with a full diaper (laughs) very full diaper very (laughs) very full diaper uh well he wasn't done he continued on which is if you have a full diaper possibly going to lead you to diaper rash it's it's complicated. It gets worse and worse as you go. But he decided to lay down more pearls of wisdom, and it had nothing to do with a deer and Kevlar. Take a listen. I'm not going to be quiet until we get it done. It's time again to ban assault weapons high capacity magazines. <laughs> if you need 80 shots in a magazine, you shouldn't own a gun. <laughs> Ah, so 80 is the magic number. That's the number. Let me get this down. Okay, you need 80 shots, you don't get a gun. Sorry. (laughs) Well, it's been 30. There's been conversation of 10. It's always, wherever they start, it doesn't matter. They're going to come down, again, to the point where you've got uh, uh, an over-under. You've got a muzzle loader and maybe a a, a five-shot revolver. Like, that's what you're going to (laughs) be... Granted, it's going to be that or a bow and arrow. Yeah. I bet they even outlaw a mace just because they're scary looking. Even though you got to be close proximity. I, but he goes along with these things. You don't, again, Joe, Cam Cam, David, Hog, that is, all of you. They always make these references. You don't need this. In his most recent one here, 80 round magazines. You don't need this kind of a gun because a deer's not wearing, last time I checked, deer's not wearing Kevlar. You are so far off the mark on all of these things. It's not up to you to decide what the people need to defend themselves from tyrannical governments such as yours, nor is it a a situation where the deer or any animal that you're hunting (laughs) has the appropriate protection or doesn't 
because the Second Amendment is not about hunting. It never was. It never will be. It has literally zero to do with hunting. There's not even like they're not even like in the same universe. That is a sporting activity that has different rules across the country in various states, different seasons for it. It's it's for fun. It's for sustenance. It's for all those things, whatever it is, sometimes both. The Second Amendment break break is way over here in this thing called the Constitution. You should read it, Joe. And it is about standing up to tyrannical governments, governments that are out of check like the one that we have now. And that's not to say we're saying it's time. Everyone grab arms. Let's go. No, no. We're saying, hey, let's go to the bar and talk about things. Have some fun. Maybe light up some cigars, maybe something else. Let's see what happens. But there's such a huge difference. And I, I what scares me every time he makes these and he didn't use the deer one there. Thank God, because he's used that one so many times. It's so tired. But that there's people who then are like, yeah, yeah, you know what? You don't need 80 rounds. You know what? <laughs> Deer aren't wearing Kevlar. You should make it fair. And they forget the whole point of the conversation yeah. and the whole point of the amendment and what it actually means, which is what they want, which is totally what they want. And then and then it's like it's like everything else. You say something or you're talking about a conversation and Democrats just like, you know what? You're racist. You're like, well, I was talking about sewing, so I don't know how that (laughs) plays in. But then you're defending yourself as not being racist. It's the same thing here. You're talking about issues that aren't issues that pertain to the Second Amendment. And and everyone gets wrapped up in it. It's like, okay, no one ever stops and says, but wait a minute. What does it say exactly? And what was it for? I know some of you guys do in the audience, but go with me here. No one ever does that. No one ever is like, read it to me. Where's the talk about hunting in there? It doesn't. Exactly. Like, no one ever has that. They're just like, huh, that's interesting. Then it's like, well, what's your gun going to do against an F-16? That's another one that Joe likes to do. Oh, so what you're telling me now is the reason why I should have that, because you're saying you have an F-16 and all I've got is a SIG. So... You're saying you outgun me. <laughs> that makes me believe that I need more guns and higher, you know, higher or um, higher caliber guns. Yes. But the one thing that I've learned in my many years on this planet is whenever the government tells you you don't need something, you're going to need it. You know, I mean, it, it, it's just like these people that you're talking about who are like, Oh, yeah, it is on it. Well, this sounds reasonable. Yeah. They're always the jackasses that go along with this type of bullshit that the government says. They're the same ones who, when the government came out and said hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin do not work against COVID, they're like, yeah, that's horse pace. Trump is saying to inject yourself with bleach. Yeah, that's what he said because the man on the TV told me so. And I'm not going to inject myself with bleach and I'm not going to take horse pace like that podcaster Joe Rogan. (laughs) Those are the same people that will fall for this every single time what the government tells you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's um, it is. By the way, Mayo Clinic, so many others now approving on on website verbiage uh, about how HCQ and other things are fine. Like everyone's everyone's coming around on that. When is the, we, we and we always talk about that. We always talk about COVID. We always talk about how things are blown out of proportion, like you just did. We don't always do it in as good of a voice as you just did, but. <laughs> 
when when are they gonna finally come in? I, I don't think they do on this particular issue because they need it so badly to go away. But when do they come back like they have on impeachments and COVID and so many other things and say, you know what, conservatives, patriots, people who love and respect the Constitution, you were right. Americans should have guns. You, in fact, you need to have guns. I don't think we're ever going to get that correction. No. That course is that course correction is not going to happen. The other ones they happen because it's like, see, we can be reasonable. See, we're charging Ray Epps even though we're not really to make it seem like we're reasonable. We're charging Hunter to make it seem like we're reasonable. Like we're reasonable. But they're never going to come back on that. That's the one conversation or issue that they'll never come back on. No, they're never going to come back on ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. You're never going to see anybody from the CDC come out and say, hey, you know, we suggest that if you get COVID to take this because they got to keep pushing the shot and keep hustling for big pharma. That's all this is right now. It's it's a it's a big money laundering scheme when you've got the government and big pharma in bed together. And that's what we have right now. And we're going to have that for a long time. And there's never going to be this moment of clarity that, you know, you had just talked about with Democrats coming around and saying, you know, right, you know what, you were right, we were wrong. We're talking about the same people who for a year, for two years, we're talking about defunding the police and all of a sudden going, oh, it's Republicans who want to de- <laughs> who want to defund law enforcement. You know, right. it, it just never it, it, it always comes back around to, OK, we got to blame them, even though that it's a blatant lie. And unfortunately, Democrats are really good and they know how susceptible their sheep lighting is to this, you know, the sheepish population that just follow them wherever they go. Okay. Did we t- it's, it's, you triggered a thought in my head while you were talking about that and talking about the, the, the drugs and all that kind of stuff? Did we get in, and then and then in a second here, we're going to go to break, but did, did we get in, was it last week? Did we talk about with the audience uh, the, the whole deal on... Um, Travis Kelsey shilling for Big Pharma? No, we didn't talk about that. <laughs> no, not that. That's something to pay. What do you get, $20 million? Yeah, it just makes me want to vomit. And I, you know what? And I, the whole time with that whole thing that was going on between he and Gronkowski, I was on Kelsey's side. You know, I think he's a phenomenal player, and Gronk is good, but he was injury prone. And so I was more getting into the Kelsey camp, and then this just like... Yeah. No, Kelsey's a smoother player in terms of tight end. I think yeah. he, I think he's better too. But no, this is that. And now you're you're Dayton Taylor, which whatever. I mean, I, that doesn't really matter, or or it's that's neither here nor there. But it's but it is interesting. There's he's it's disappointing. He kneeled back in, you know, whatever year that was. Yeah, when that whole fad was going on. Yeah. Kneeling. So. Still, my favorite part of the whole kneeling fad is when my beloved Miami Dolphins did it, and the person that <laughs> that started it, his first name was Arian. <laughs> there was just something so weird and, yeah. and ironic and just so dumb about the entire thing. So, you know, what I was getting at, though, before we went on our Kelsey thing, which was a good and worthwhile um, tangent, is phenylephrine which is a main product and a bunch of cold and flu products. Yeah. Did we get into that with the audience? Uh, about how they're taking it off the market? Yeah. No, I don't so think we did. So we talked about it here internally, but the FDA decided, 
I'm just going to read this part here because Tom comes in to the studio one day and you guys can all picture this. He's got actually I didn't see him walk in, but I were talking about it later and he pulls the bag out. But he comes into the studio and he's got a bag of groceries or a bag from the grocery store, shall we say. So there's this big Publix bag and we're talking about this new move the FDA made and he pulls out this bag and it's a bag full of of meds. To which I think made a lot of sense. I'll explain why. Because you've got an advisory panel to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, has unanimously agreed that a common ingredient found in nasal decongestants called phenylephrine is a dud. The panel said the popular medicine is ineffective when taken orally, no better than a sugar pill, they say. Which, I don't think anyone's taken sugar pills. Just, I've never seen a sugar pill. Neither have I. I mean, and, I guess at, like, the Smarties... Yeah, that's, that that falls in that category. Some of the cereals from the 80s, maybe, yeah. uh, sugar pills. But so here, here's, the, here's, here's the real headline of this. The, re, the real headline is, because it's a lot of products. It's Benadryl. It's, um, it's um, Alka-Seltzer, Alka-Seltzer cold, cold and flu. It's Sudafed. It, I mean, big names, big stuff you've got in your cupboard at home right now. You might not have all of them. You probably have at least one, if not several, of the list. And it's a long list if you haven't seen it. Go look it up. But the real headline is drug that has been effective in treating cold and flu for decades taken off the market because there's something else that they're bringing on that can make them more money. And or, and or even worse than that, this is more conspiratorial sounding, you're going to need it. So get that shit off the shelves. <laughs> We're going to make something for you guys. But I mean, honestly, uh, there's some sicknesses that over-the-counter stuff doesn't work for in general. It doesn't matter if it's a crazy headache. It's an injury. You can't just take Tylenol or leave for. You need something stronger. Don't get addicted. It can be fun. Um, but like you, you've got all these things. We probably need like a counseling session part of the show. We'll do that later, too. But um You've got all this stuff, and you've got, uh, like, I was telling my wife after we, we talked about that day, we were looking through some articles. If I'm feeling under the weather, I will use, for example, the cold and flu Elka-Seltzer tabs on there in, in conjunction with other stuff. I will use some of the Sudafed stuff on there. Benadryl? That, <laughs> Benadryl's had a, a high success rate. Like, there's a bunch of stuff on there that has worked for a long time and some of you are still you some of you might be using it right now and if you are i hope you feel better but it, it it's remarkable this story is not getting any coverage because they're not just saying it doesn't work they're telling people in stores they want it off the shelves yeah that's where you should get concerned if they just were like yeah i mean that would be concerning too we're not sure that this works or in this case going really hard to the hoop it's no better than a sugar pill but <laughs> but the, but then they're taking it to the next level and hey grocery stores CVS, Walgreens, Rite Aid, Dwayne, whatever, pick your, pick your shop. We want it off the shelves. Right. Okay. That's, you can't let me decide what, you know, if, if what you're saying is true, shouldn't I still have the, the choice to be able to buy something that I want that I think that works for me? See, that's where I run into the problem with what they're doing with this whole, when they start banning things like this. That if they did do a study and they did say, yeah, it's, you know, we're, we're kind of sure that this thing doesn't work, even though it's been working for the last 40 years. It just leads me to believe as much as we've been lied to by the government, 
it's either to me one of two things one that they're about to release something else on the rest of the world, <laughs> that this would be, those products would be really good to combat as a prophylactic or to get while you have it, because that way they can invoke the, the um, uh, emergency, uh, what do you call it, uh, production, production act, where the big farm is indemnified, because if there's something on the market already that can be used, then you can't. Then you can't invoke the uh, the. Uh, was it the Defense uh, Production Act? I thought it was the Emergency Production Act. It probably is. Probably and, is. Yeah, and so they can't do that. That's why hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin had to be shit canned because they they had to make way for for the injection. Yeah. And same thing with you know like the AIDS cocktail when it first came out. There was a you know a lot of people having success with it. And of course, Dr. Fauci was pushing AZT, which had a hundred percent mortality rate for anybody who took it because he was holding off on wanting to get a vaccine for HIV, which never happened. He ended up murdering millions and millions of people all over the globe with his advice. That was his first one, and then of course we saw what he did with uh, with the pandemic. But also, getting back to if, they, if they're going to take it off the shelf, okay, then probably there's something else that's going to come along, like right. I said. Second of all, if you want to like, really like, clamp down on people's freedoms, take, get, rid of all, uh, get rid of all over-the-counter remedies and make them all prescription. Yeah. Who benefits from that? Big pharma does. Big pharma, yeah. And well, and that, companies. And that's kind of what it seems like this could be because again, we've all we've all used this. There's been cold and flu, or probably more flu than anything, that has has beat over the counter stuff. And it's maybe dulled it a little bit, but it hasn't done much for you, giving me much relief. But there's other times where it's like, man, thank God, I took that, took some Tylenol or some other you know pain medication as well, and I feel I feel better. It works. It works. All that to say, you guys got to do you, and you should do you, but we encourage, go, I mean, if there's some of that stuff that you use, go get some of it. Go get some of it. Have it on hand. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a year, you know, year plus expiration on it. It's still good past that for a certain period of time. No, we're not medical doctors. No, we're, we're just just saying if, if they say you can't have something, I mean, that's just kind of how things work, whether it's medicine, guns, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it's like it's like even like at Christmas time, we're heading into the, the to the, the holiday season in, in the next several months here. People are like, oh, that's that's sold out. You can't even get it. What's everyone that you want? It. It's just one of those things, right? You uh, get it. Get some of it. If, it. if it's stuff that you use, get it. Get ahead. Be smart, uh, because. It, it's concerning when you see the FDA come in and say this. Bar, Barb says, and vitamins don't work. Veggies are bad for you. Don't do supplements. Eat your bugs. Eat that's, your bugs, yes. That's, that's more or less what they're, what they're saying. It's just remarkable, though, how bold and brazen they are with these efforts. Do these work? Yeah, they do. But do we have something that would work better or would benefit us? Or actually wouldn't work, work better, but we can say would work better? Yeah, just say that these don't work. I mean imagine just being in any of these meetings behind the scenes where they concoct these evil plans. Hydroxychloroquine super cheap. It could save so many lives during this pandemic. Yeah, but yeah, but, but 
our friends at Pfizer and Moderna, they've got the shot. <laughs> it's been patented. All we have to do is let this play out, make sure that there are no prescriptions for the ivermectin <laughs> or the hydroxychloroquine, okay? And then we all get rich. That's how that went down. Hundred <laughs> percent. Sounds sounds so accurate too. By the way, uh, it, it just is. It just is. Don't do it or, or don't listen to them. Get some of this stuff. Have it on hand. Uh, by the way, we've got you know you see the commercial for the wellness center that plays throughout the day during um, during the net, the, the network's live stream, and you can see that. And there's some kits on there too. Just total segue and, and kind of side tangent, but they've got a great kit that has a lot of those things, including ivermectin in it, where you've just got it. You you sign up, you buy it, it comes to you, and then it's there in case you need it, and, and hopefully you never do. This is how topsy-turvy our world is, man. One of the people that is on that commercial is the comedian Jimmy Dore. Jimmy Dore in 2016 was a Bernie bro, man. He was full on board with Bernie Sanders. But he realized during COVID what a lie that has been perpetrated on the United States. And he is like, like he's made a total 180 on his opinion of what's going on and sees the big picture of how big government and big pharma and the military industrial complex are all working together to take away our own freedoms and rights. It's, it's amazing to see this transformation. And, you know, if, if you're out there, if you're on Twitter and you want to follow somebody who is always up to date and current with, uh, with, with everything going on COVID related is Jimmy Dore. And I know, and he's got a podcast as well. And Kurt Metzger, who's also a stand-up comic and a writer, appears a lot on uh, Jason Burmis' show that's at uh, 9 a.m. on the RVM network. He does. He's on there a lot. I think I saw Noor on there today. Oh, yeah, Noor Bin Laden? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure she was. That or he, he was just playing a clip of it. I did, I was. We were doing, I think it was during our meeting, but I looked over and saw that she was on there. Um, all right, so I want to transition a little bit to wrap up this hour, and then we're going to have some fun in hour three and and just keep this thing going. But... We've talked about Eric Adams and how all of these mayors and, and you know, all the way up to the gubernatorial level with, with Hochul in the case of New York and, and other states who are now kind of complaining about the results of their policies on illegal immigrations and sanctuary cities and all of that. Well, you had Elon Musk, who just actually shared this tweet from Colin Rugg saying this is a severe crisis talking about immigration and Colin Rugg said just in New York City's gearing up to pay over one billion with a B evil laugh dollars on hotels on just hotels. The hotel bill alone over the next three years will be over one billion dollars. And that's just for illegal immigrants, illegal immigrants that we have thrust upon the community cost that we have. They have the left has thrust upon the taxpayers there. Um, but that's that's just the total hotel cost. Uh, he says New York Mayor Adams um, estimates the total cost of the migrant crisis will be about twelve billion collectively over the next three years. He then shared a quote from Eric Adams: "We're past a breaking point with more than fifty-seven thousand three hundred individuals currently in our care on an average night." Think about that. Over 57,000 illegal immigrants that are known in New York City per night. Yes. 
over 57,000. It amounts to $9.8 million a day, almost $300 million a month, and nearly $3.6 billion a year. Then you add in top of that the hotel bills. Then you add in all these other things. Anyways, it is a massive issue. And he's he seems like, I, it's, I just don't trust him, but he seems like he's starting to see the, the points of failure in some of these policies now. Who, Adams? Adams. Yeah. But... But like, I mean, guys, this is a this is a perfect example. You're you're bringing people in here who have come illegally. So you're 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 breaking our country's laws, making our country worse at the very get go. Then you're making communities worse, making it worse for taxpayers in terms of not just their finances but security, so many other issues. And and somehow, remarkably, you didn't see that throughout the process. Or throughout the you know the the steps getting to here, you didn't see that this was a scenario that could unfold, and then you see this cost. I mean, there's 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 a conversation right now going on in Jacksonville, where our studio is. We're t- we're Jacksonville slash Jacksonville Beach, but in Jacksonville, where the Jacksonville Jaguars play, about renovating the stadium. <laughs> Re, not building a new one, although it essentially is because it's a multi-billion dollar project, but renovate, and there's pushback. The, 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 the people are crazy about things now. They're really excited about what Doug Peterson's doing here. Jags obviously made it to the second round of the playoffs last year. Kind of a slow, wonky start this year, but they're still promised there. They've got some young talent, and, and Shad Khan's doing a great job downtown and trying to revitalize and, and build some stuff up. I know if you're not here, none of that matters to you. Here's my point in this is they're trying, like any city does when they're rebuilding or building a new stadium, whatever the case might be, they're trying to figure out the funding. Who's going to pay for what part? This is an expensive deal. The, the one Tom and I have looked at, the, the if they get this one done, it's going to be badass. It is a sweet stadium. If they do, it will be the coolest stadium possibly in, in the league. Um, and that says a lot because I'm a Vikings fan and our stadium is the best in the league. But... Whatever, we can have that debate at a different time. Jacksonville taxpayers are potentially the city, which, of course, you know, obviously filters down, potentially on the hook for $1 billion of it. When they found that, they're like, oh, no, 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 we can't do that. Even though it, it will bring in loads of activity, you know, Final Four, Super Bowls, all sorts of big concerts, yada, yada, yada. They're, they're, and I get it. I, I get the resistance to big numbers. That's a big number. My point is this. You're talking about $1 billion that's on the city and the city's inhabitants for a stadium that will last 20-plus years. New York and some of these other cities are spending over $3 billion. Uh, well, it, up to $12 million over the next three years, $12 billion, excuse me, B, over the next, on something that is a fabricated issue is making the, the community worse, not better, like a stadium can. And, and it's people who aren't even going to stay and bring value. Like there's like, it, it, it's a weird ass point. I get it. But like, no one seems to be flipping out over spending that money on those 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 migrants and everything that's going on there, illegal immigrants, I should say, not migrants, that are going on there. And and you've got other issues that meet resistance, and I get why they meet resistance, but it's like, are you kidding me? 
People are being murdered, hotels overrun. People are just defecating in the streets, which I know they do that in New York anyways. But but they're just, it's you've, you've got insanity and all of you guys are paying for it. I, I, I just don't get how there's not more people on the seal the damn border up train. Yeah. I, <laughs> it, it's amazing to me because it, it became this thing that if you were against illegal immigration, illegal aliens pouring in, that you're somehow anti-immigrant. And that's not the case at all. The case, the bottom line is nobody wants to live in a country that doesn't have borders and has no idea who's coming in here. Yeah. And the fact that they're paying all this money in New York to house all these illegal aliens per year or per night is astonishing, considering of what the federal government has done to the people of Lahaina, where it's, here's 700 bucks, now go piss off, yeah. you know? You, you Native Hawaiians that have lived here and you have generational lots here, you know what? We've got fine government housing over on the big island of Kona. Go over there live there because this land is way too valuable for you people to have. Yeah. That's what's going on there. And nobody, nobody cares about that. Just like the same people don't care about what's going in New York. It's somebody else's problem. Oh, it's the taxpayer money. That's going to do it. Now, when you're talking about the stadium, I have a little bit different of a twist on it. I don't think that the taxpayers should be on the line to finance a stadium for a couple of reasons. Number one reason it's so expensive to get season tickets or even to take your family to a football game. So right there, you're making people who had will never have the opportunity ever to be able to go to a game. Pay for it. Pay for it. Yeah. And also, we're also talking about a building that is, you know, on its best day, it's packed one day a week. And that's just for the fall and, you know, part of the winter time. So... It, again, what benefit is, is it, I mean, I love sports just as much as you and the next guy. And I see the, you know, I, I want to have, be in a place that has a good stadium with a professional, professional franchise there. But I don't think it, it, it's up to the people who can't afford even to get tickets to pay for it. No, I agree. Well, no, I, yeah, to be clear, I don't think the people should have to do it either. I think it's between the, the, the tycoon owners. Right. Shad Khan has got so much money, it's redonkulous. And the league, make it happen. Make it a better experience for people. Uh, 100%. My, my, my point was people are, are complaining about this, which would in theory be a quasi-argued by some benefit to the community, whereas <laughs> paying $12 billion for destroying your city versus $1 billion is different. But I agree, 100%. I don't think, I don't think people should have to pay for it. I don't want to pay for it. Yeah. I remember when this, the whole conversation was happening in Minnesota, and, they all, and here's how it always gets played, too, is that not only do taxpayers have to pay for it, but they get threatened every time with losing their team. Well, if the city's not going to help pay for it, then we might just take the team somewhere else. Like, hold on. Right. How much money do you make? I tried to. T I, I'm a Vikes fan. I like the Jags, but I. But I. They're they're my number two for sure, and it's a, it's a big distance between them. I was going to take the kid. Maybe I said this the other day, but I was going to take the kids to the Chiefs game the other day because the Vikes played on a Thursday, and the Jags were playing Sunday at 1 p.m. So I was like, all right, well, there's no conflict because normally it's like, well, I don't want to be there because then I can't watch the Vikes game. There was no conflict, but Pat Mahomes comes into town. 
Those tickets were insane. For the Jags, I'm like, what? I have an army of kids. Why didn't you tell me when I was making an army of kids that this would cost this much? I would have right. stopped. Probably not. I don't have much restraint. But I would have tried. I would have thought about it. Right. So expensive. I agree. 100%. I'm all for having a badass stadium. The Vikes Stadium's badass. The Jags Stadium would be badass, and it would be cooler. That's one of the other reasons. It's going this time of year to a game there is miserable. Your flip-flops are literally like a lake of sweat. Yeah. It's it's nasty, but but it shouldn't be on the people. You guys have enough money. Exactly. Yeah, you want to put in this stadium, and you want to tax people to build the stadium that is only going to house eight home games. Right. You know, per year. Well, they'll be like, well, there's two preseason games. No one goes to those. <laughs> right. Stop it. That's... And then they also talk about concerts. That's what, Taylor Swift is the only one selling out stadiums or even booking stadiums to have concerts in. It's not, you know, the, the, the era of the stadium tour, like the Monsters of Rock tour, which is fantastic with Ozzy and Molly Crew and everybody. You know, those, those filled stadiums, but there hasn't been any sort of stadium tours like that. Well, there's some. Yeah, but you're right. You're, the point is right. George, George and Stapleton were, and they're coming here next year. Which pisses me off. We buy tickets to go see them in Tampa, and then they're like, guess what? We're coming to Jacksonville next summer. Like, you sons of bitches. But like them and Luke Combs and a couple other. But you're right. It's not the era of you 2s always touring the country in a stadium. This rock band's always in a stadium. These guys are there. It's it's. Uh, it's true. It's, and plus, it's a single. Most of these stadiums are all single use now, where you're going to have a football stadium and yeah. a baseball stadium. That's just the way they're designed. And a lot of the baseball stadiums you see being designed now are going back to being in a downtown area to utilize mass transit to get rid of their parking lots because. You know, tailgating in baseball, I don't think is, has ever been a thing. <laughs> it's pretty non-existent. So, you know, why have, you know, this massive, you know, parking structure there that doesn't get any use other than, you know, during the summertime for, you know, uh, 70 to 60 games or whatever it is. Yeah. And, you know, it's the same, you know, tailgating is a part of football, but still, you know, you have this monstrosity, you know, uh, not monstrosity, just a huge space that, you know, is for parking but has no other use the rest of the time during the year. Yeah. No, well, and, and then here in Florida, I mean, it's hot as, as all get out here throughout the year. It's, it's, and I hate domes. I'm not a fan of domes. I understand the need for them. It's kind of, actually, I still really don't, even in Minnesota where I grew up because it snows and it's frigid cold. But, hey, guess what? Use that to your home field advantage. You got to come here and play us. We're used to it. You're not. But... But in Florida, it rains all the time, and it's hot as all get out, so you can't use it for anyways. Right. I, I'm in agreement with you on that. But, uh, you know, when you were talking about, well, we're just going to move the team out of here, look at the poor people in St. Louis. Look how many times they've had their team move. And I'm telling you, St. Louis has some of the best sports fans that I've ever seen in my entire yeah. life, and they get screwed over each and every time. Every time. And, and to the point where if they ever get a team again, it's going to be like, get your merch now, kids, because they're going to be gone <laughs> yeah. in a few years. They just are. I mean, that, that part of the country has, man, that's, they're ripe with fans. Bar, Barb says, well, Drew, how do you feel about us paying for 57,000 first responders in Ukraine and funding their equivalent of Social Security? Yeah, not good. Not good. I don't feel good about any penny going there in terms of direct aid. Yeah, I'm not opposed to us having people on the ground there doing operations 
in a not in a wartime operations like we are now in normal operations intelligence officers some special operations going on in the shadows just like i wouldn't be opposed to that in some african country or some other eastern european country have people out there doing stuff so we know the 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 pulse of the of the global community and so we can keep people safe here i'm not for one penny and i i know it's a rhetorical question I, but but i'm not for one penny going uh, to ukraine or to funding what could lead to world war 3 and and this new revelation you're talking about here barb it's just absolutely ridiculous i'm really uncomfortable with satanism and nazism <laughs> And so <laughs> too prominent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know that's weird in this day and age, but I have a problem with both of those ideologies. <laughs> I know some people are just like, well, you know, they're not bad Nazis. They're, you know, it's part of Ukraine's culture. No, they're Nazis. I can't get on board on being on the side of the Nazis. As much as I despise commies, hey, man, you know, as long as you're not this whole this whole trope that we hear that they're going to take over the Soviet Union's going to take over Europe it's just not going to happen so you know what let's just cut our loss let's leave let the Nazis do their Nazi stuff let the commies do their commie shit and and then we'll deal with the Satanists here <laughs> which I think is a lot more pressing of a problem yes 100 <laughs> Freaking percent. Uh, okay, we have reached the end of the second hour. We have one hour left to go. Lots of stories we're going to hit on. Lots of stuff we're going to touch on. And as Barb and some of the others, and I was talking about this earlier today in the show, and then sure as shit, we're, I'm looking at the chat over here, and they're like, Drew's still talking? <laughs> we're just doing our thing over here. <laughs> we know, we know. Just pretend you like us, and let's keep uh, keep keep going along here. Uh, and I'm, of course, joking with you, but we're so glad you're here. Hit that like button, guys, if you have not already, uh, whichever platform you're on. It's the plus sign on Rumble. If you're on the Rumble app, it's the boxing glove looking thing. So hit that. Make sure you are following the channel. If you're on YouTube and you're here, make sure you resubscribe because you've likely been unsubscribed multiple times today even. That's the level of hatred that they have for us. It is borderline impressive. Props where props are due. Uh, their their commitment to hatred is 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 very strong. So... We will, um, we will be right back. Beaver, I am paying attention to you for sure. I promise. Uh, we'll be right back. We got a lot to go. Stick around. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition MyPillow. The Giza Elegance MyPillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at my pillow, moms and dads of America, you love your kids, you love God, you love this country. 
and you're tired of watching companies betray your values and ruin great products. Don't get angry. Invest your time, energy, and money into the people that are building the country you want for your kids and standing for the values that will lead to their blessing and protection. Invest in companies like Brave Books. They are on a mission to create content for kids that is safe for them to enjoy. They have kids' books that teach about character, hard work, and the value of being brave. If you join their Book of the Month Club, you get a new book sent to your door every month that will teach your kids pro-God, pro-American values. Brave Books will not betray your trust. Your children and your grandchildren will thank you. Remember, the land of the free depends on the homes of the brave. This one's on me, bud. Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled, it won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy. But there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Reach out to American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Visit protectfrombiden.com. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Be smart. Don't let Biden force you into using the government new digital dollar. Visit protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's protectfrombiden.com. Welcome back, folks. Hour three. Here we go. I don't know why I said it that way, but <laughs> but I was just talking to our very special TD during the break there on, on text about tacos. And carne asado tacos is what she wants. But I was just thinking, like, you know, some people like work in cilantro a lot of people do, and she's saying cilantro always, onion, cilantro, and lime. Cilantro is one of the greatest gifts, spiritually speaking, ever given to us. Humanity-wise, spiritually, it is, it, is, it is an underrated herb. Yes. It's just enough. Yeah, it's just enough. It's fresh. I mean, you could put it on like a Twinkie, which I don't encourage you eating anymore. But like you could put it on Twinkie and be like, this is so fresh and good for me because it just has that feeling. Yeah. It like it's you you get like a little person on the shoulder like, good job. You're eating. So like, like it, it, I just I feel proud of myself every time I eat cilantro. And then you've got to have 
at some point when we do like a big ex extravaganza, the one for October, which we've told you guys is 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 pushed for now because of some complications, but we need I need to make you guys this Afghan green sauce that is chock full of cilantro. So good. So good. Uh, okay. So we're going to get into some different stuff. So we're going to just get ready for this last hour because we're going to shoot all over the place. It's going to be crazy. And we're going to have some fun along the way. Uh, yes, I do. I do. I'm sorry. I'm talking to because this goes out for this last part of the show. He'll be back tomorrow. But I'm talking to our other TD, our favorite TD. Can we say that on there? We shouldn't have said that. No. <laughs> it's, it's too late now. You're playing favorites now. Uh, yes, definitely am. Definitely am. It's like ranking your children. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you rank them. But I was born second. I'm not talking about the order, son. Uh, the No, but uh, I will. I will share that recipe. I'll share it with whoever wants it. Afghan green sauce will change your life. It just will. But uh, let's get into something here that's... I know not everyone's favorite topic, but we're going to talk about some stuff that's not all tied into to sports either. But we're going to do something here um, that's right before that one. Um, there you go. That is what we call our sports segment. I think we should work on the uh, font for sports segment. Yeah, well, that's an old one. It's an old clip. Yeah. We've got a lot of... Speaking of... It looks like sports semen. Oh, dear <laughs> God. No. No. No, Thomas. Um, we've we've got some other... There's some other news that we need to share um, at some point here. Just some uh, minor modifications, little... Tweaks. Tweaks that are, that are coming that are all going to be good. We're excited about them. But let's talk about something near and dear to you, the Miami Dolphins. Oof. Because real quick, I, actually, hold on. I've got, hold on. We've got to, I've got to put a pause on that. Some, we got, we got to do this. I'm going out of order. There, but no, we don't, we can follow whatever order it's called. This is my show, right? Right. It's, it's still called that. So we can, we can go this direction. Let's talk about the Dolphins for a second. Cause they put up 70 points. 70 points this weekend. It's like a college game. It was like a college game week one or two <laughs> against a garbage opponent. I'm watching it. I'm, you know, I'm going back and forth on, on Sunday ticket. Watch Miami Dolphins versus guard web. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 seriously. That's that might as well. What, it, what, it, what, it, that's how it felt. And, and they were up big and I'm like, this is crazy. And then it's like halftime. It's like, holy crap. They're just curb stomping the shit out of these guys. And then I'm thinking they'll start to slow it down. And then my son and I flip back over. It's like, because we'll check because we're intrigued by them. They're in our state. They're your team. So I I feel a, a certain kinship with them. And I mean, come on, you guys. <laughs> they, I mean, 70 points almost set a, I mean, it was record setting in, in some regards, but almost set a record. But you had Coach McDaniels. And, and at the end there, they ended up not pouring the gas on and scoring more, and you could definitely argue they could have. Here was uh, a clip of him describing why they didn't take a listen. You know, it, it, I, I don't. I try to think through all of my my decisions and um, hold them with uh, you know the importance that that they do have. 
um, it felt like chasing points and chasing a record. Um, uh, that's not what we came to the game to do. Um, that doesn't have a bearing on the overall season outcome. And I just didn't, uh, I, I saw it as, uh, you know, in that 10 times out of 10, you, uh, you, you can see kneel down in those situations because there was a, there was a attainable record um, that was cool, but the message that I thought it would send um, wasn't really in line with how how I view things. I, I, it's awesome to, you know, I, I think it was the most points since '66 or something. I think that's, uh, I think that's awesome for a regular season record. Um, you can have that and then suffer the same fate as we had last year. I don't care about that regular season record. It, 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 it would have been cool, but um, what, what we're trying to do, um, I think that would be talking to both sides of our mouth if, if we wouldn't um, try to send the field goal team on and squeeze in that extra three. It's uh, not really what I'm about. So... <laughs> And very classy, Mike McDaniels. Now, you can argue you can argue a lot of things here, right? Like, we weren't chasing points. Like, well, you maybe weren't, but you scored 70. Right. Um, so there's going to be people who think you could have pulled off the gas earlier, could have done things differently. But at the end of the day, you didn't chase the record. You didn't do that. And I'm kind of torn myself on it because – you score that many points. You've said, okay, we're not going to, you know, in, if it's college, for example, you, you get to the 35, the 42-point mark, somewhere in there, and it's not just that many points, but you've got that that margin of a lead, and, and you're going to work some young kids in. You're going to get them some reps, get them some experience. You can't do that as much in the NFL because your roster's not as deep. You don't have as many people dressed out and ready to play, so you can't really – to a to the to a certain extent do that so part of me is like okay well if if you're gonna go this far and you're willing to put up 70 on that scoreboard <laughs> do, do you just get the record i mean i don't know you're a dolphins fan how did you feel about it i felt good about it and i am not gonna say that they didn't run up the score they did uh i am still upset <laughs> but this game has gotten me over me being upset in the year 2000 when the jacksonville jaguars defeated the miami dolphins i was at that game 62 to 7 i will never forget that because it was dan marino's last game and the only touchdown they threw was to ronde gadsden and both he both dan marino and jimmy johnson that was their last game as dolphins and the miami dolphins were given dave wanstadt is a head football coach that destroyed the Miami Dolphins for the next 20 plus years. The curse of Dave Wanstead gave us things like Dante Culpepper, Sage Rosenfeld. <laughs> Dude, our quarterback was Cleo Lemon at one point. <laughs> yes, the curse of Dave Wanstead. You know, I'm with you if you're going to if you're going to put up 70 points and 
you know you're you're not going to go for the record whatever you know and to say you know it's a class act not to do it well what's class in sports you know well yeah that's my point like you're once you get to 56 you know you can kind of like start you know stop throwing the ball (laughs) right no it's you're you're just handing the ball off at that point so that's my point like if you're going to score 70 just fucking go yeah pardon me but like just just go and and score those extra points and get the record. I would, I would, if if they had stopped at at forty nine or fifty six or something like that, I've been like, okay, get what you're doing. Yep, you're just you're handing it to your third string running back at this point. You're handing it to a guy who's more of a special teamer at this point, just to to be kind and classy and make the point, like to go above and beyond, out of your way. Like, hey, we're not trying to run anything up here. You guys are terrible. But we're not trying to do that. But but once you're that close, like if you're willing to, no one scores seventy in the freaking NFL. Once you're that close, go for it, bro. Yeah. Go for it, especially if you're Mike McDaniel's. You're the most peculiar story in coaching, and at least at the National Football League level. I mean, you look like you should be cold calling people for a tech firm somewhere. Exactly. And and somehow somehow that swagger still comes out in him. Anyways. I thought it was crazy. I thought it was interesting at the same time. Let's go back one to that graphic, to the to the black graphic over there, not to be racist, even though since we're conservative, we clearly must be. That's that's the name of the game these days. But we did this last weekend, and I just want to do it again. We were, of course, going to do it yesterday, but but ran into some complications. We, we don't have the slate that we did this past weekend, and I know not all of you are football folks, but you, but you also know that I am, and we just put up with each other because of how much I care about it, how much we cared about it around here and the college football slate this past weekend was just straight banger it was so damn good i i was in such a good place such a good i don't i don't know if i've been in such a good place in a long time it was a really and i've i'm very blessed i'm very fortunate uh but my wife kids and i we we were we were all in all day. It was great. Good food going on. All sorts of. I don't think I asked you, but I didn't get to see the Notre Dame Ohio State game. Was the ending as good as I think it was? It was really good. It was disappointing for for someone like me who who sees Ohio State kids for what they are, <laughs> right. um, and Ohio State fans. I'm just teasing. Um, not really, but but no, it was a good game. Notre Dame Notre Dame played the better game for sure. Most of it. Uh, they, <laughs> But look, in the in the end, Ohio State won. Ohio State won, <laughs> yeah. and and they they lined up at the end. They, there was time for one play left. There was no stopping the clock. They brought a dude in motion left to right. Had had uh, I don't know if it was trips or, or quad formation over to this side. So they had it stacked that way already. I think it was trips. And then they brought this guy over, and they couldn't stop the clock. So you think even though they're close, they're not going to run. Notre Dame had ten guys on the field. Notre Dame had ten guys on the field. So. You've got all sorts of stuff going, but they also were just even even if they had the they weren't set on the left side, they had everything kind of ready to defend the pass over here, and then McCord just takes it, hands it off, guy runs in left. They had him beat in terms of just the numbers. They 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 could they could outblock him over there, and and it worked, and and it was a walk off walk in. Although it technically wasn't a walk off because they put a second back on the clock and they had to kick it off. Uh, and Notre Dame got one more play, but it was a great weekend, no doubt. Um, great atmosphere there. The atmosphere was outstanding. But if you're um, if you're looking ahead to this weekend, 
And it actually starts with a Pac-12 matchup on Friday. So we've got, looking forward here, we've got Utah going to Oregon State. And maybe just pause this here so it doesn't um, pop off because I don't know how long I'll talk about it because I have problems with football. But the but you've got Utah, number 11, going to number 19, Oregon State, Friday night, that Pac-12 matchup. Oregon State lost in a close one to Washington State this past weekend. You've got Colorado, who got straight-up curb-stomped. I think we're going to see a repeat this weekend. I think we are, too. You've got number 8 USC going into Boulder. You've got Big Noon kickoff going there from Fox because they thought things were going to continue to be going well. They're not going to. Not going to get any better this week. I think they lose by at least three, if not four or more touchdowns to USC. Wait, three or four touchdowns you're going with? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. All right. I think I'm easily a 21-point-plus margin. See, I was thinking that um, Oregon was going to get them by two touchdowns. Was I sadly mistaken? <laughs> it was fifty-six to seven. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I think that they'll. Colorado will figure out some pieces. Oregon's explosive. When you have a crappy defense, you don't want to play a team like Oregon. Uh, I think that 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 was that was a just horrible scenario all around. But I do think USC, you know, beats them pretty good. I don't know if it's 42-17, 42-21, something like that. Maybe they get closer and it's 42-24, but they're not going to hang with them. Caleb Williams and those guys, they're good. Yeah, it's not going to be like the Colorado-Colorado State game. No, 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 no. And, 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 that's, and that's the deal, too, right? I mean, I, again, I, I talked about that game. I stayed up for that game till 2.30 in the damn morning <laughs> and have been tired ever since. And... It was a great game. Yeah. It was a great freaking game. But it was against Colorado State, who's a Mountain West team, who's an average Mountain West team, who shouldn't have been in the game with Colorado. And and they were. And then you had the win against Nebraska, who's down and doing a rebuild under Matt Rule. And you had them beat TCU, who no one knew anything at the time about, doesn't really know anything about them this year. They lost a lot to the draft and, and yada, 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 and it goes on and on and on. And plus, you have all the media hype with Coach Prime because yeah. people love a good story, and they wanted to push that narrative, Coach Prime going from Mississippi to Colorado. Yeah, and, and it is a great story, and I think it's great for, for college football, but the – now it's time for real real football and now you're playing your conference schedule and now you're going to lose more than you win right and it might not last that way for years but for this year it's it's just going to it's just going to then you've got georgia who's going to auburn um not even close it shouldn't be close auburn got beat pretty good by texas a&m this past week georgia should run away with this one but that's typically a good game you know, Jordan Hare Stadium, good good stadium there uh, in Auburn. The fans are great, so we'll see. They've always confused me. The Auburn Tiger Tigers and War Eagle. <laughs> they've got and the Plainsmen. <laughs> yeah, they've got three nicknames. <laughs> Figure it out, people. Figure it out. You got a great helmet. Although this past week they wore an orange face mask, and I about threw up in my mouth. But you you you've got also Andy Pearson over in the chat. Kansas four and zero, top twenty five. Kansas State three and one. I think he's throwing a little shade there. Kansas is going to number three, Texas. That should be a fun game. You got Jalen Daniels, the quarterback there at Kansas, who's been fun to watch. Yeah. It's fun to see. Can- I like seeing these basketball schools do college game days in Durham this week for the Duke game. You've got North Carolina, who you know a thing or two about. You've got 
Kansas, who's getting better. Seeing these basketball schools is fun. And here's why, here's why I think that. One, because I just like schools that I like and have tradition to be good at multiple sports. But two, man, what a cool environment if you're a kid who's not an athlete. Where are you going to go to school? Kansas, North Carolina, Duke. All, your fall and winter bas- or, uh, sports coverage is locked in. Right. You've got amazing things to go to. So I think that that's really cool. That should be an interesting game. Texas is hot. Quinn, Ewer, Quinn Ewers, man, he's – I'm disappointed he shaved the mullet, but I also <laughs> understand why. Um, but we've got that. We've got LSU at Ole Miss. Um, LSU, of course, in a tight game with Alabama. And then Notre Dame at Duke, which is where college game day will be. So it's going to be an interesting an interesting week nonetheless. So, so check in with that. Uh, college football, just so darn good. Man, it's just so good. You know, I've always looked at Ric Flair and Deion Sanders as like mirror image of each other, <laughs> you know? Where... They live the gimmick. <laughs> yes. they Man, they ride the gimmick out. And I feel like the first three games was like Ric Flair, like of the Ric Flair of the 80s and early 90s. And now after this loss to Oregon, Oregon, we're now seeing the Ric Flair of, like, the WCW Ric Flair and then on into, like, the old WWE Ric Flair. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good – I love you said Oregon there. That's how my mom says it. Like, Where'd it go? Um, I know. I did – yeah. I sometimes do that. I do that with uh, – sometimes I say Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you do. Um, so just to button up college football real quick, this is not actual football here, although it kind of is Houston who just joined the big 12 Houston, UCF and, um, Cincinnati just joined the big 12. And of course, Colorado joining them next year, going back to the big 12. Anyways, you've got Houston. I forget who they're playing here. It doesn't matter, (laughs) but if you don't know positions, the top guy in the red with the white helmet, top guy on your screen uh, on offense, who's going to be about, you know, at the 50-yard line, the ball's in the 49 here. Watch him. This is an offensive tackle. Walking. They just broke the huddle. They're, They're walking up to run a play here in the second quarter, and he's not feeling so good. But he hangs in there anyways. Look what he does. Take a take a Take a look. So for those of you listening in your car or somewhere else to the podcast, right tackle just projectile vomited like it's nobody's business. It's good-ass rep. As he, someone's saying it's a good-ass rep. Uh, watching film at the end there. But uh, literally walking up to the line of scrimmage, like just flowing out. <laughs> and... Did, <laughs> That's that sounds that's <laughs> probably how it sounded. Uh, but I mean, just walking up there doing it didn't even bend over. It just was like like projectile. Don't lose your pace. Don't change your gait. Don't do it. I don't know what I'm doing now with my chair. This is weird. But but <laughs> kudos to that young man. Yeah, I'm not coming out of the game. I'm going to make it really difficult for this defensive end who's lining up in front of me to put his hand in the grass and come and come after me. As he looks down and sees chunks and is like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to take this play off. He, he reminds you in those videos that you see, you know, on social media of like a frat party and a dude going, like walking toward the party and being like, bleh, bleh, where are the bitches? 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> just not like just like pretending that nothing happened, like he burped. You know, and everyone else going, "Ooh, gross!" He just not caring at all. Yes, no, that's that's a great visual, and I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, there's people talking about uh, Colorado. See, we got you guys talking college ball. This is amazing. But uh, people talking about Kansas, Kansas State, and then Jerusalem saying leaving the Big Twelve because they're money hungry hoes. Uh, that's true. The the TV deal, some of the stuff for sure, but also <laughs> there's no. There's no Pac-12 left. It's the Pac-2. Um, I think they saw the writing on the wall there. But I agree with you, and I'm not. I'm not saying that this is. I, I'm. I'm all on board with all of the, the changes that are coming. At the end of the day, I'm um, uh, a young curmudgeon, who's racing ahead into full-blown old person curmudgeon status without being uh, as old. So let's get to this. We're gonna go to some Florida stories now, from college football to Florida man. We don't have a Florida man uh, bump anymore. We're working on that. We'll get that done. But we've got, um, first and foremost, do we have pictures of the ga- the video of the gator? Yeah, I think it's that one. Yeah. So we can just, let's, well, let's just do this. Let's just mute that. Let's just mute that and we can play it and we'll talk about it. Um But if this isn't a Florida story right here, and it's tragic to be clear, I'm not trying to make fun. I'm trying to make fun of it and be serious all at the same time and respectful. But Florida, we got we got some creatures down here. We have dinosaurs that are called alligators. We have dinosaurs (laughs) that are called alligators. And this person calls 911 because they see a gator walking with a human body in its mouth. Yeah. And you can hear some of the footage. You don't see the human body, to be clear. So don't worry, YouTube or people who are squeamish. Um, but and right now we're just seeing the road. But they they come upon this gator. There's different reports on its length. It's anywhere from 12 to 14 feet, depending on the person you're talking to. But if that's not a Florida story right there for you. Uh, yes, I, I see an alligator. OK, what's the alligator doing? Well, it's walking down the street. <laughs> with a human in its mouth yes that that's some florida stuff right there so <clears throat> they're not sure anything about this they're not sure if it killed the human if the human was in the water they discovered the human i don't know why i'm saying they as if it's into transgender pronouns <laughs> uh the alligator discovered the human yeah there are a lot of unanswered questions about this there's a ton of unanswered questions about this but this is some Florida stuff right here. Oh, for sure. It, seeing an alligator walking around with a human torso is is, typ- is a typical Florida news story. And for people who don't live in Florida, this is just sort of an average day for us. <laughs> you know, I mean, just yesterday when we came into work, I was listening to the radio and there was a triple homicide at a condo. And the story was these people came to this condo in Jacksonville to discuss buying a dog and it erupted into gunfire. Something is missing about that story. First of all, why are you doing a dog deal at 1030 at night? (laughs) Yeah. Which is really strange. Uh, It is. Just quick side point. That thing is freaking massive. He is fat. He, there is definitely something in him. That was a, that was a large gator, but yes, you don't go to a, I, let's go look at a puppy, which by the way, you don't go look at a puppy unless you're prepared to leave with a puppy. Cause 
newsflash you've never gone to look at a puppy and been like he's not cute you, you, that's just always how it goes my, right. my kids will be like can we go to this which, which you don't buy pet store dogs either can we go here or go there and look at these puppies like no why because we will come home with another dog we do not need another dog i have four kids an afghan and a dog i've got enough to take care of but that's <clears throat> neither here nor there. But, yeah, you don't come to – but it's perfect that it's in Jacksonville, right? Because Jacksonville is the Georgia of Florida, right? Yeah. And our, our TD right now is in Georgia and hopefully not taking <laughs> offense. But Georgia and Florida are different than the rest of Florida – or, excuse me, Jacksonville and Georgia are, rest, are different in, in a lot of respects than the rest of Florida. We're more south where you kind of get some interesting stuff going on. And then you go further south from here, and it's not even America anymore. I don't quite know what it is. <laughs> It's just the South is weird like that. Like it changes so fast. Like what town are you in? Oh, uh, <laughs> that's okay. That's that's more like Cuba. That one there, that one's more like Haiti. That there's no way in hell you're making it out of that one. You might as well be in Mogadishu. And that one right there, that's that's just like Tiger King shit. Spending my mo most of my life in Florida, I can remember as a kid because I grew up in Naples, Florida, and I remember Miami being pronounced Miami. Miami. <laughs> That's how all the Florida crackers would call. We're going over to Miami, Florida. <laughs> We're going to Miami. And then after the Muriel boat lift and you know the Cuban population exploding in Miami. It became Miami. <laughs> so from Miami to Miami. Yeah, I mean, you think about that. I, was, I don't know why I was thinking about it this weekend. I, I, it honestly wasn't because of the Dolphins game or any of that stuff, but I, I was stumbling upon some stuff reading. Because I'll, uh, you know, I tell you guys to take the weekend off, you and the audience, from politics, but I have to not take a weekend off from it because this is what we do for a living. So I'm stuck in perpetual hell for all of eternity. Thanks a lot. Uh, but I'm looking through stories, and you think about the journey Miami's been on, the drug wars. I mean, that city that city is very much not the typical American picture for sure. I mean, I'm th thinking about it right now. I mean, just you think of the history, but the last time we were down there, it was actually two times ago, but we were down there, and Krista, who's TDing, was with us, and some other people were with us. And the neighborhood we're in, we're pulling into the neighborhood we're in, and there's literally street signs from the city saying, gonorrhea watch or alert or whatever. It's like, what? Where? What is going on? Where are we staying? Like, this is, this is concerning. Like, it's just different. You know, obviously, the ethnic makeup is, is very different, too. And there's great people down there. We, we were down there. Um, for that particular trip for for multiple things, and then we went back, but we did a lot of stuff with with some of the um, the, the the Cuban population down there, folks who were part of the Bay of Pig stuff, and there's some amazing, gosh, such amazing people down there. But but it is, it's very different. I mean, Jacksonville and Miami couldn't be any more different. Yeah, uh, they're they might as well be in different universes. <laughs> Jacksonville is the forgotten city of Florida. It is. I tell people, yeah, I moved back to Florida. Oh, where are you moving to? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, it's in Florida. Yeah, it, it's in Florida. <laughs> is that the one with Disney? No. Does it have the Bucks? Yeah. No. It's the run right next to the Georgia border. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Yeah. But you know what? I kind of like it because we're making, other than the fact that we just got a Democrat mayor in, who was, I'm pretty sure, Ron Burgundy's wife for a little bit, and just a local news anchor, made her way into mayor status. 
we've had some things go the wrong way, but there's a lot of good things that have happened here. This is a great spot to be. We, we're breaking the mold for sure. Most people are like, you want to start a media company? Where are you going to do it? D.C., New York, L.A., Jacksonville? Yes. Like, okay, Ooh. that's weird. Right. Yeah, but then we don't have to talk to you guys because we're just kind of here on our own doing our own thing. Uh, it's a good spot. It's nice that it's it's quiet and, and everyone everyone has that same response. They either don't know where the hell it is or they're like, that's kind of weird. Did you know that the man who built the Indianapolis 500 Speedway, the Brickyard, Carl Fisher, also was a land developer who developed Miami Beach? No. Yes. I didn't. Same guy. The facts that come out of there town. There you go. Cunningham. A little Florida history for you. Yes. And also, uh, I think it was Star Island, which is, you know, right uh, right off, what is it, the, uh, ah, I can't remember the name of the causeway that takes you out to uh, to Miami Beach. But anyways, that's where Al Capone's, one of his houses were, and that's where he spent his last days of dying of syphilis. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, I, was, I tried to incorporate the STD that you were talking about. Yeah, working it all in there. That's, I mean, it's, it's in there. It's in there. Um, okay, so let's stay Florida for a second. And this could happen anywhere in the South. Uh, and again, I say the South, I mean basically Jacksonville, the center part of the state, and North, because the rest of it is Florida. Jacksonville and parts of Florida are the South. And you have this. I, I'm going to be honest with you, too. I'm a bad host. I haven't seen this whole clip. This is a local news clip, so you know the quality's trash. But but we're we're going to show a clip of two men who were getting in a fight over, you guessed it, chickens. Take a look. In Pinellas County, a death investigation underway following an incident with a large alligator. Right. This oh, is happening in the, the area one. of 134th Avenue North. Or maybe maybe and Disco didn't pull it. Although that was another shot of that gator. That gator's freaking huge. We might not have it, Krista. Don't Everybody worry about it. Everybody liked him. No, oh, we did, there's been numerous complaints. That assault. Get off of him. You're crazy. You're nuts. Stop. This was no game of chicken. It was a fight over chickens. They got into a beef over poultry. And it ended with two men wrestling on the ground on Fort Myers Beach. Well, now they're heading to the Lee County Jail. NBC2 Sarah Metz is on Miramar Street tonight. And Sarah, I've been doing this for a long time. I don't think I've ever seen people arrested in a fight over chickens. I don't think I have either, but mark this as your first because we just heard back from the Lee County Sheriff's Office. Two people were arrested in this chicken fight. And when you hear chicken fight, you often think of people in a pool wrestling, trying to get the other one down. Well, this was just not that. These people were throwing fists. They were on the ground. And all of this ended with some cuffs slapped on their wrist. Feathers were definitely ruffled on Friday. Get off of him! You're crazy! You're Neighbors on Miramar Street tell me the beef behind these videos lie with the poultry. So we're getting rid of the roosters and the chickens. No, you're not. And we've you and just took something that does not belong to you. What is that called? Neighbors say they saw chickens roaming the streets for weeks. I saw six. Some people like them, others not so much. As somebody who's lived here for many, many years, have you ever seen chickens here? No. 
I've seen a lot of stuff, but never chickens. The town of Fort Myers Beach says they knew about the chickens and they've been working to find solutions. But today, these chickens created chaos. No, I got the, was I was just them. talking. So we've they've had numerous would complaints like, on Fort like Myers Beach. Last time I checked, now? everybody liked them. No, we've had there's been numerous complaints. In assault. Okay. Hey. But when these cameras stopped rolling, ours kept going, capturing the chickens exit. Three of them were escorted out one by one Escort. and placed into the back of the domestic <laughs> animal services van. The Lee there. County Sheriff's Office also showed up, and these pictures show what looks like two men from the video being detained. <laughs> Okay, so right now you're looking at this tree sitting off of Miramar Street, and you can see actually right now, off to the left, there is a rooster that is popping its head out. That is where three roosts or three chickens still remain. Um, they are going in and out of that bush and coming over here to this pot of water. This was put out by the neighbor, and I'm told that this was the start of all of that fight. Now we do know that two people were arrested. We're still working to learn the identities of them at this time. We're local today from Miramar Street on Fort Myers Beach. Sarah Metz, NBC2. I, I love so much. First of all, I love all the puns she tried to fit in there. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. But I love at the beginning how the, the, the anchor is like, in all my years, I've never seen this. And then the person in the field, the, the young chick there is like, me either. It's like, girl, you just graduated from high school. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. haven't seen anything. Shut up. You just got sent to the scene of a chicken fight. Yes. That's, that's, that's what's happening here. But welcome to Florida, my friends. That's that's the kind of stuff that happens here. A fight over chickens, and it's newsworthy. Yes, it is. And you know what? If you've ever been down to Key West, there are chickens all over the street down there. So just embrace it. I lived in uh, southeast Florida in Palm Beach County. It was at Delray Beach. They had peacocks all over the place. And people were complaining about the peacocks because they poop everywhere and they crawl on people's roofs and shit. But embrace it. It's Florida. Yeah. See, what happens in Florida, Florida is a weird place. And growing up here, you learn to embrace it. And to me, growing up in Florida, I thought the rest of the world was like Florida. <laughs> and it's not. The only place that's even close is India. India and Florida are like neck and neck for the most bizarre shit that you'll ever see in your entire life. But the, the funny thing, well, first of all, I used to work in that market in the Fort Myers area. And when I was working there, the, the NBC station, Channel 2, that they did the report from, Shepard Smith used to work there. He used to anchor the weekends. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then also, at the same time that he was there, Hoda Kotb was at the uh, CBS station. I was working at the ABC station. Also, the India connection. Egypt. Same thing. Yeah. Not really. Not really. <laughs> But Fort Myers Beach has always been sort of a quirky place. And there was a lot of, there, after Hurricane Ian went through, there were a lot of people that were were afraid that Fort Myers Beach wouldn't return to its weirdness. And from this story, it seems like it's doing quite well returning to its weirdness. But that's the thing about Florida. If you're moving here like so many people did, 
don't change us. Don't change our people. This is what we do. If they're going to have chickens roaming around, let it be. Don't go over there in your, you know, moisture-wicking golf shirt and start talking shit because you're going to get a beat down, and that's what happened. Yeah. Well, no, you're 100% right. And, that, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> this is an extreme example, granted, <laughs> yeah. seeing chickens everywhere and, and having a fight over said chickens. But if you're from somewhere up north, and I, I originally grew up north. I grew up in Minnesota, came down here. Now, I'm not a northeasterner, um, but, like, which is where a lot, I feel like a lot of them coming down are. But if your first thought is, hey, we didn't do that up there, <laughs> stop, stop mid-sentence. No, there's a lot of shit you didn't do up there, but you came down here for a reason. And it just so happens this is one of the many perks that you're also going to get on the side. You're going to get endless entertainment. Yeah. All sorts of remarkable stories, but you're going to have the freedom to sit back and enjoy them and talk about them with whoever you want, whenever you want, because this is free America. And it's weird, and you're going to get made, eventually you're going to get made fun of. Oh, you're a Floridian? You've got to be weird. Yeah, probably. And that's that's okay. That's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, this story ranks right up there for me as far as Florida Man stories go. My, you know, my pinnacle Florida Man story was homeless, armless, uh, armless, homeless man stabs tourist in Miami Beach. <laughs> That's my favorite headline. <laughs> and this guy's an artist. And you was the funny thing about this guy. I remember seeing this story and dying laughing about it because he's an artist down on Miami Beach who happens to be homeless with no arms. And somebody stopped and asked him for directions and he grabbed a pair of scissors with his toes and, and uh, jammed, jammed the guy in the shoulder with the scissors for some reason. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> fast forward about, I don't know, five, six years, Dave Portnoy's on South Beach doing his one bite challenge, and here comes that armless homeless guy <laughs> talking shit to him as he's trying to do his one bite. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Two things. One, Dave Portnoy... All of his business deal that we've talked about, all of his jobs, he walks around and takes bites of pizza. I mean, we've done things so wrong here. So wrong. We need to work that in. We're going to send Tom to, we were talking tacos earlier. Let's just send him to do, we'll do a taco thing. Tacos. And then cilantro. you take a bite. You tell us about it. Dude. And I'll eat the rest of it, which will be weird for people. Like, is Drew eating the rest of Tom's taco that he took a bit? Yeah, yeah, that's that's how it's going. Speaking of tacos, there are a lot of good taco trucks up and down A1A They're here. All, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like full on, like, I felt like I was, like, in either, like, San Diego or in East L.A. That's how legit these tacos No, are. there's some really good ones. And I, there's a couple that I don't even know the name of, but I've ordered some before. And... Um, and I've gotten in trouble for ordering because it's late and it's like, oh, good news, honey. I got tacos. Oh, Drew, you didn't. And then everyone enjoys them. Like, you know, you enjoy them, honey. Everyone enjoys them. But there's this one place and it had like the, you know, how they, they I say it's new because it's newer to me, but like they've got like the, the double corn tortilla. Oh, yeah. You know, like kind of traditional street tortilla style. Served with the radishes. Oh, <laughs> this, the, the, I don't know which one it was. But it was so good. I need to like. I guess I could look at my like DoorDash or Uber Eats history and figure it out. But it was so good. But <clears throat> this, 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 this is a great area on that. Not just because of the taco trucks, but it's a great area. You know, what? I said San Diego, 
East LA. I also have to throw McAllen, Texas in there. McAllen, Texas has the best tacos that I've ever had. My nephew took my nephew was teaching school down there and took me to this taco place that was his favorite. I can't remember the name of it. Best tacos I've ever had. Okay. Do we work in like a shoot there? Like is that I would like to. Do we I mean honestly, let's think about this. Do we just do a show on tacos? Ta- what what matters to us? Tacos, bourbon, cigars, America, gasoline powered vehicles. Krista says yes. Krista's all on board. She's going to travel the world with us. We're going to make this happen. There's and a new, there's a new the taco world in a motorhome. Yeah. Well, I mean, we <laughs> yeah, like a big one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Disco's going to drive with his mustache. He'll be up there. You go, what are you guys doing back there? Don't worry about it. <clears throat> oh, you know what we should do? We should get, instead of like the regular full-on motorhome, get one of the uh, a school buses converted into a motorhome. Dude, this whole thing, the, I, did you know that there's a whole section, you know, a whole sort of offshoot of RVing called schoolies? And schoolies have converted school buses. You put a bathroom in too? Yeah, you put kitchen? a bathroom in, kitchen. Yeah, the full, the the whole nine yards. And it's the schoolie lifestyle. We could do a thing. Does it have the handle that's like, you know, the... Some of them do. Okay. There, a friend of mine who is a mountain guy called? in Alaska, he was a schoolie, and he had one of the old school door opening things on his on his bus. Don't you love our terminology? I'm just doing weird stuff with my hand here. The old schoolie opening thing. <clears throat> We're scientists. This is a house of learned doctors here. Um, I like that idea, though. I think if you're going to do a taco extravaganza slash road trip you, you need to have something that's fitting like that for sure yeah like a school bus and then we could do the show we're gonna need like a okay this is what i see this is the producer and me coming out all right so we have a school bus that has the whole cast of characters driving in it and we plan out our route around the united states but we have to do the show every day so we bring a big sort of not a huge one but a circus tent with us and we set up the circus tent and do the show from inside the circus tent outside of the restaurant or any parking lot like a walmart walmart parking lot or something that we can find and have like an old old time tent revival <laughs> but critiquing tacos around tacos and doing your show our show yes um <laughs> sounds low budget <laughs> sounds fun sounds like we'd pack the tent out for sure um yeah you, you know it's funny about that the, the whole reason i was thinking about the tent because several about 10 years ago i had created a drone racing league that was all indoor drone racing and i had a booth at the uh, uh international drone convention in los angeles and this gentleman came was from uh uh india and he came up to me and we started talking about you know doing the drone show in india and i told him well we're going to need a place where we can put in all the obstacles the drones can fly in and out of and he's like could you use a circus tent and i'm like i never thought of it but yes he's like well i own a circus tent and so i was like oh my god my dream come true i'm gonna travel through india with my own sports league in a circus tent (laughs) (laughs) but unfortunately times were tough i ended up losing my ass on the uh, drone racing and 
and was also going through a divorce, so financially had to start over from zero, and it wasn't the proper time to buy a circus tent and tour a drone racing league through India, believe it or not. <laughs> Just so happens. Just so happens. Um, let's stay overseas for, for a moment, um, and let's talk about one of your favorite topics. Let's talk about Niger, and I'm seeing this commercial for Reese's peanut you know the Reese's peanut butter like jack-in-the-box commercial that's been going oh yeah I don't know why why it gets me but I just I want one really bad every time but uh in in just over 30 30 days I'll be taking my kids candy it'll be great um the um the whole situation in Niger in West Africa continues to spiral out of control and We've talked about it more than anyone. We always joke that we talk about it more than anyone. It's not a joke. We just do because no one else cares. But it continues to get crazy there. You had uh, Macron from France saying that they their ambassador was being held hostage. And now you've got a report out, and we'll just throw up this tweet from Disclosed.tv, but you've got a report out saying that France is ending its military presence in Niger, diplomatic staff to be evacuated in the next hours. This was actually... Um, on Sunday, yeah, Sunday, when that tweet came out, we were going to talk about it yesterday, but you, you've got a, <laughs> to say a shift going on in Niger is the understatement of the year, not to most people here, because again, most people in America don't care about what's going on in Africa and particularly West Africa, but you've got a huge shift going on. And you've had so much change from, from the coup to now. Obviously, when that kind of happens, all sorts of stuff happens. You create this vacuum. There's all sorts of flexing going on from different, uh, you know, world entities, governments. And, and you get to this point where France, who has played a key role there, now, it, now, now saying they're leaving. Yeah, but they're not leaving Algeria. And I think they have more bases in, in Algeria than they do Niger. And the United States is still going to keep a presence there from, you know, what we had talked about this. Don't they have some? No, uh, it was another story. There was a, uh, there were at least 18 different bases in West Africa that we didn't know. About. Throughout West Africa, not all in Niger, not but all throughout Niger. West Africa. But yeah. there's either two or three in Niger. So there's no talk of the United States leaving those bases, which if we're still going to have a presence there to try and defeat Boko Haram, which is operating in that area, that's fine. We'll still get air support from the French bases in Algeria, which we did during the ambush of the SF team where three, three, uh, green berets, three green berets from third group got killed. So my personal feeling of what's going to happen is France is going to say, okay, we're out of here. They repurpose their troops in Algeria. They hang there. They find some other folks inside Niger who are willing to stage another coup. And the French government or the French military is going to work with those folks, arm them. There'll be another coup to depose the people that they have now, and they will install the president they want once again. Wait, take take two steps back. I, I, was, I was listening, but I lost you on a step. <laughs> All right. Go. France is going to pull out. The troops that they have there will probably be redeployed inside Algeria somewhere. Right. So okay. Where, where their bigger presence is, you're region. still geographically close. But their 
counterinsurgency. They're they're whatever the the French Green Beret squad is. You know how the Green Berets they're you know it's they go in and they work with indigenous people. Yeah, foreign internal defense. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I see the French having that sort. Of, they're gonna they're gonna find people in the Nigerian military who are pissed off with the current command that they have now and infiltrate with them okay and stage another coup to get the current dictator out so france can put in a president that they want okay if not reinstating the old president zoom yeah. yeah that's an interesting scenario well i mean there's a there's a lot of scenarios that's an interesting one there's a lot of moving pieces there and it's really interesting and it's really interesting to us, but it should be interesting to everyone because, again, people look at this and they're like, I don't even know how to say Niger. Like, don't say it the way that you might. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, there's only one G. Say it the right way or you're going to have lots of problems. But, but a lot of people don't get it because they don't care and they haven't studied about it and they don't understand the, the geographical and regional you know, implications of all this stuff. But moreover, the, the, the international implications of, of government relations um, and, and communications and, and kind of where things are splitting uh, on so many issues across the globe right now. So it, it is important, all that to say, it is important. Uh, and you're like, who cares if France is leaving some other country that I don't care about? Well, don't be that narrow-minded that you only focus on us. We've got to take care of us first, 100%. You'll never hear us say anything other than that here. But we also need to be smart and paying attention to what's happening elsewhere because there's there's really important stuff and, and dynamics are shifting everywhere. And you can sometimes see those dynamics shifting even in countries like Niger uh, where it's not as... It, it's not somewhere you'd expect to find like, ooh, I didn't know that Russia was doing this and France was right. doing this. Yeah, well, look there. Go to West Africa and look. And the main reason why I came up with that opinion that they're going to do whatever they can to stage another coup that is going to benefit France is because the amount of uranium that's produced out of Niger that France needs for their nuclear reactors for their power grids. They can't, they can't. I, I don't think that France is in a position just to pull up stakes and say, hey, we're done with Niger, we're out of here knowing that they need uranium as badly as they do to make sure they keep the lights on. Yeah. No, no, I, yeah. I, I, I agree. Um, it's, that's, that's all true. It's fascinating. You guys need to pay attention to that. That's why we keep bringing it up. We're trying, slowly but surely, we're going to get you talking college football and West African <laughs> politics. It's going to happen. It is going to happen. It's Cameroon Wednesday. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but what's going to happen right now is we got to wrap the show because we're running out of time. Chad Caton coming up with RVM Roundup. You need to stick around. Uh, he's looking good. He's wearing red. He was at a Trump event yesterday uh, in South Carolina. Interestingly, didn't wear pants most of it. Um, seen most of it on video. It looks, it actually turned out great. I think it turned out better than, than one might think. Uh, we are proud of him and, and appreciative of him being there. So stick around for that. You got Colonel Rob Manus after that, who's definitely a pants kind of a guy. He's a colonel. He's going to wear pants. Uh, I don't know if that's a saying, but that's what we're going with. Appreciate you being here with us today. Have a great rest of your night. Be safe. Be smart. Be free. 
You've just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on drewberquist.com. cronies have lost over three trillion of america's retirement savings in 2022 alone with inflation running rampant and the stock market crashing do you have a plan to protect your wealth our friends at american alternative assets help you protect your retirement savings by rolling over your ira or 401k into a gold ira fact is you can hold physical gold and silver in your retirement account while maintaining its tax deferred status visit protectfrombiden.com today to get your free wealth protection guide. This guide will give you all the answers you need. American Alternative Assets is an A-plus and accredited member of the Better Business Bureau. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Visit protectfrombiden.com. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. If you're like me and you want to be prepared for the unexpected. That's where the wellness company's emergency medical kit comes Over in. Over 40% of Americans say that they would avoid a doctor or a hospital unless it was a catastrophic situation. Medical emergency kits with ivermectin. The kit contains eight potentially life-saving medications for you to keep on hand in the event of natural disasters, supply chain shortages, medical emergencies, or like an apocalyptic situation. These are the actual medications that you would need in the event of certain situations. So they've got emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics, Welcome to RVM Roundup. We comb through the top news.